over the past several years, this gentleman has touched the lives of millions of entrepreneurs. His books have sold in the hundreds of thousands. And the company he co-founded, ClickFunnels, has helped entrepreneurs just like you create the type of impact that you were put here to create. If there's one thing that I will say about Russell Brunson, it's that because he's willing to go all out and be all in with regard to everything that he does, he has created an environment that has allowed entrepreneurs like us to more fully live into our dreams. Funnel Hacking Live, are you ready for me to bring him to the stage? Yeah. Let me ask you one more time. Funnel Hacking Live, are you ready for me to bring him to the stage? Yeah. Well, if you are, stand up, get on your feet, and welcome to the stage, Russell Brunson. Oh, thank you guys so much for being here. I'm so excited. How are you guys all feeling? I cannot believe it has been a year since we had a chance to all hang out together like this. Uh, it's actually been less than a year, but we are back, and uh, the next four days is going to be insane. We have some amazing things planned for you guys, and uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit slightly jealous right now of most of you guys here in this room. How many um, people in right now are my returning Funnel Hackers who've been to Funnel Hacking Live at least once in the past, any of the years in the past? How many of you guys are our returners? How many of you guys, this is your very first time ever to Funnel Hacking Live? Oh, it's crazy. Um, I was talking to our team yesterday as we were getting everything prepared. I said, you know, it's interesting, like, for half of the audience, <clears throat> this is like a family reunion. We're coming back to be together, to celebrate the wins, talk about the losses, figure out the new game plan to move forward. And the other half, it's like a brand new thing. It's like, a, it's like the first day of school. It's your first time coming to something. And I know that some of you guys are, are nervous, some of you guys are are afraid, some of you guys are excited, there's all the different feelings that happen. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the very first event that I ever went to uh, about 15 years ago. <clears throat> and I remember going to that event and not knowing what to expect, not knowing what was about to happen, um, and sitting there in the audience and listening to different speakers talk. And I remember the, the, the thrill and the excitement. It was like somebody would say something, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's amazing. I would take that piece and I would add it to my to my, what I was doing, and I hear somebody else say something, I'd take that piece, and it felt almost like I had a treasure map, and I was going through this thing, and I was finding little pieces of gold here and there, and every single moment was so exciting and so, so new, and the, just every idea, like, it was just, it was, it was amazing. And uh, honestly, for, for, especially for our first-timers, for everyone here, um, I'm, I'm honestly super jealous. Like, I remember going through that and feeling that and getting the excitement and the joy from every little thing that was happening. And so I'm excited for you guys to have a chance to do that, especially our new people. I'm excited for you guys to, to go through a bunch of stuff. We've been killing ourselves behind the scenes for the last six months preparing for this. There's so many people that go into creating an event like this. There's no other event like this anywhere in the world, especially our industry. And, uh, and uh, we'll talk more throughout the event about all the amazing people that have, that have come together to put this together. But I want to thank all of them really quick. So let's give everyone a round of applause that's been working here, killing themselves for this event. gave everybody who came today, uh, either last night or today when you guys registered, we gave you guys all a t-shirt. And the quote on the front of the t-shirt, it says, entrepreneurial by birth, entrepreneur by birth, and funnel hacker by choice. And uh, this is something, uh, it was interesting, I was actually at a wrestling tournament with my kids, 
and, uh, and I was watching uh, my kids, and I was coaching, and I saw somebody had a shirt on that said, it said, athlete by choice, uh, excuse me, athlete by birth and wrestler by choice. I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that called to me. And I started thinking about it in this context, and I said, you know, all of, all the people that come to Funnel Hacking Live, they're entrepreneurs, right? Um, you guys were all born that way. And I'm curious, um, for each of you, like, when was it in your life that you were sitting there and you realized that you were a little bit different? I mean, <laughs> the last tell me I'm in the right room. Good. Do you remember, the, like, the first time you're sitting there and you're like, I'm, I think I'm different. I think differently than all the people sitting around me in the classroom. You guys remember that? That, that moment? I remember sitting in class in elementary school. I'd be sitting there and the teacher would be talking. And I was like, I don't understand what they're saying. I look outside, I see the kids on the playground. And I was like, I just want to go out there and create and do stuff. I'd be fidgeting in my seat and it was hard to pay attention. And, and I struggled. I struggled through school as a lot of entrepreneurs do. Um, and I remember all through junior high, all through high school, and even through college, thinking I was dumb. Um, if people ever ask me, like, hey, what are, what are you studying? I'm like, oh, I just study wrestling. Like, I, I don't care about school. And the reason why I always had that response is because I always thought I was dumb. I just assumed that I was because I couldn't understand what the teachers were saying. I couldn't memorize the things they were telling me and, and regurgitate them. And, and I struggled on tests and all those things were really hard for me. And it wasn't until towards the end of my college when I started learning about this world, about entrepreneurship, about what was possible. And it was like the most exciting thing in the world to me. I'm sure it's the same way for a lot of you guys, especially some of you guys who were newer who were just kind of like starting to learn about business and starting to, to feel that excitement and that joy. And I remember sitting there listening to... Um, some, some people that I met who were starting businesses and I, and I hear them talk about it. And every single minute it was like, it was like Christmas and it was so exciting. And I remember that as I would start learning things, because um, even, even up to, to college, I didn't think I was a reader. I didn't really like reading, but I think it was because most of the books I, I read weren't interesting to me. But I still remember the very first time I read a book, it was a business book and I, and I learned a principle. I was like, that's interesting. I took that principle and I applied it to my business and I saw my business grow. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, that is the most exciting thing in the world. I learned something, I applied it, and I made more money. And I was like, I want to learn something else. I read another book, and I'm like, there's three cool things. Let me try that. I tried this, this, and this. I tried it, and my business grew. And I was like, this is the most exciting thing in the world. This is like a treasure hunt every single day. And I got into reading and studying and learning and going to events because I was looking for every one of these little gold nuggets I could get that I could apply to what I was doing to help what I was doing grow. And that's when I realized I wasn't dumb. I was just, I was not interested in the same things other people were. I was interested by growth, by business. It was the most exciting thing in the world for me. I think for a lot of you guys, if you're here in this room, you're probably the same way. Am I right? Okay? You guys were born as entrepreneurs, but you're here today because of a choice you made. Okay? A lot of people hear the entrepreneurial call, the call to contributions, Alex, um, uh, as Alex Sharfin calls it. We hear the call to contribution. We know that we want to do something, we want to create something, we want to give, we want to serve. Right? But a lot of people don't listen to that. They ignore it, and they forget about it. But the fact that you guys are here in this room means you heard the call, and then you made a choice. You said, look, I, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to take this idea. I'm going to take this thing. I'm going to create it. I'm going to do something different. And so while you're an entrepreneur by birth, you are a funnel hacker by choice. That's why you guys are here with us today. We've got almost 5,000 funnel hackers in this room, which is insane. So excited to be here with you guys. So the question then is like, well, what in the world is a funnel hacker? We've got funnel hackers from all around the world. These are um, some of the kids in Kenya we build schools with. We bought them all uh, funnel hacker t-shirts last time we came out. We've got funnel hackers everywhere. So what is a funnel hacker? Okay, outside of like this world, people don't know what that means, right? So I want to kind of define what it means to me and hopefully what it means to you as well. Uh, we recently made a new manifesto and I'm going to kind of go through this. But this is the Funnel Hacker Manifesto. I believe it's on the back of your guys' programs as well. So I'm going to talk about, I'm going to kind of break this down piece by piece. So the first thing here is that a funnel hacker is a new breed of an entrepreneur. They're smarter, leaner, faster, and free. What's interesting about this community that's different than any other event you come to is in this bit, like, Everyone is coming here with their own businesses, right? We don't put people into business. This is not a business opportunity. 
what this is, is you guys all have businesses. We got businesses from every, every range of the spectrum. People that have, uh, there's dentists, there's chiropractors, there's people with LASIK surgeons, there's people that sell courses, there's people that do coaching, people that do live events. There's, there's every kind of business you can dream of, physical products, people um, doing franchises. Like, it is insane how many businesses come into this world. The ClickFunnels is not something that creates businesses. That's not what we do. What we do is we are a tool and a training platform to help your business go faster. Okay, that's what we do. And so um, as a funnel hacker, when you come into this world, you understand our goal, our mission is to help you take whatever it is you've already got. That's your business, your job. And our job is to help you to amplify it, to make it go faster. Okay, that's the mission we have. That's what we stress about all the time. How do we do that? How do we make it so the entrepreneurs can move faster and faster and faster? And so as I was going through this, like, well, entrepreneur, uh, funnel hacker is a new breed of entrepreneur. Like, what does that actually mean? I started thinking about it. The funnel hackers, the people that are in this room, they're not people that are like, oh yeah, I've got a business. Right? How many of you guys understand that you don't just have a business, but you are insanely passionate about your business? <laughs> the thing that makes you different than a typical entrepreneur, a typical business owner, is that you are obsessed with your thing. Every one of you guys have your own thing. Right? You have your own business. Whatever it is you do, and you're obsessed with it. You want to be the best in the world at it. Okay? The dentist or the chiropractor or the, the small business owner who's not obsessed is not here. They're at home doing the thing. Okay? You guys are here because you are obsessed with it. You want to do more. Okay? You're obsessed with your thing. You look at your thing as your art. Okay? And some of you guys went to school for your art. Some of you guys um, have figured out, have learned it on your own, but it's your art. How many of you guys feel like what you do, your business is your art? Yes. I feel the same way. Our business is our art. This is our creation. This is what we're doing. This is what we're giving such a huge percentage of our life to. If we don't believe in it that much, then we're in trouble. So the first thing is that uh, funnel hackers are obsessed with their thing. And the second thing, and this is what really differentiates you guys, is that you are also not only obsessed with your thing, you're more obsessed with the marketing of your thing. Okay? You understand that no matter how amazing your art is, if nobody sees it, then what good is it? It hasn't helped anybody. It hasn't changed anybody's life. It's because of that you come here to learn how to market your art. Okay, I can't make you guys better at what you do, but I can make you better at getting the word out about what you do. Okay, and that's what's different. That's what we do here. Okay, that's the first step. Number two, a funnel hacker believes that their business is a calling. How many of you guys feel like your business is a calling? Okay, a funnel hacker believes that their products, their services, and the messages they share have the ability to change the lives of the people that they've been called to serve. I want to tell you guys a personal story uh, about a business owner, an entrepreneur, somebody um, who believed this. Uh, this is a picture of my beautiful wife, Colette. Let's give Colette a huge round of applause. There she is. I don't know how, but I convinced her to marry me, which was the most amazing thing that ever happened in my life. So this is my wife, Colette, uh, who I'm grateful that she is here. And um, this is one of my favorite things for like life. She comes every year, and it's just like, it's fun to see her in this environment. So make sure you guys all get selfies with her. She hates it, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just messing. So after Clint and I got married, um, this summer we're celebrating our 18-year anniversary, which is amazing. Thank you. Can you imagine being married to me? It would be a nightmare. Like, I don't know how she's done it. Um, but uh, a couple years after we got married, um, we decided that we wanted to start a family. And we were so excited about starting a family and um, went through the process. And um, after uh, about... <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry, that... Where are we? <laughs> oh, man. Um, we tried to get pregnant, and unfortunately, we weren't able to. 
and we tried for a year, year and a half, and um, it started at a point where we were really, really scared, like, what in the world are we going to do? Like, your whole life talk about, like, growing up, finding your wife, getting married, having kids, like, that's, that's the plan, that's the process. And we found out we weren't able to have kids, we started freaking out, like, what are we going to do then? What's the, what's the purpose? Why are we even here? Um, and it's a scary thing, I know that um, a lot of you guys have, ha- have gone through this process. Um, some of you guys are probably in it right now, and you feel the pain of it, and I don't uh, make light of that at all. I remember what it felt like. I remember the pain that we were going through as a couple especially as all the people that we knew around us, we loved, were having kids. And it was just like, we were so excited for them on one hand. On the other hand, it like broke our heart every single time. And um, we didn't know what to do. And we were trying all the things and we were you know, reading the books and reading the online articles and all the things, trying to figure out what to do. And um, nothing was working. And then I remember uh, I was driving to the office one day, uh, or maybe I was at the office and Colette called me. And she's like, uh, guess who's on Oprah right now? And I'm like, I have no idea. She's like, there's this fertility doctor who's on Oprah right now talking about um, how they help people get pregnant. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, how does it work? And he said, no, no, you don't understand. It's the doctor lives in Boise, Idaho. I was like, what? Like, that's where we live, right? And she's like, the doctor's in Boise, Idaho. I'm like, are you serious? Like, call him right now. Like, let's, let's go. Let's do this thing. Let's figure it out. So she hangs up the phone. She calls the doctor. Two days later, we're in the doctor. We're sitting in the office and talking face-to-face to the doctor. And we start saying, okay, well, how does this work? And they gave us some shots and some pills and some things. And month number one, we went through the process, tried to get pregnant, and you go back for the test. And nothing happened. We're like, oh. They said, it's okay, it's okay. Sometimes it, take, sometimes it takes a couple months. Let's come back next month and try again. Come back the next month to go through the process. We try again. Nothing happens. And then we start getting discouraged. Like, oh, do we really want to do this again? This is expensive. Uh, you put all your energy and your excitement into this thing, and then when it, fought, when it doesn't happen, it's, it's hard. We decided to try one more time. Went back the third time. Went through the process. Um, I remember it was during my, my senior year, I was at the Pac-10 wrestling tournaments, and Colette had to give herself shots in the stomach every single day. And it was just like this scary, uh, just scary thing. Went through the process. That month, a month comes in, we go in to take, do a test, we go back home. And it also happened to be the same day it was my graduation. And we had uh, my parents that were driving up from Salt Lake. Colette's parents were driving up from, from, uh, from Burley, Idaho, waiting for them to show up. And about five minutes before they show up, the phone rings. I pick it up, and um, <laughs> it was the the assistant to the doctor, and she said, hey, just want to let you guys know, <laughs> you're pregnant. And we're like, oh. And I look at Claude, I'm like, we're pregnant. And she's like, no, there's no way. And we start crying, we're bawling our eyes out, and all of a sudden both sets of parents pull up in the driveway at the exact same time. And she looks at me, she's like, you can't tell anybody. I'm like, what? <laughs> Got tears streaming down our faces. We're trying to like act all cool. And they all come in, they give themselves hugs, we're talking, we're looking at them, and we're just like both crying. They're looking at us like, what is going on? And then I look at Colette, she looks back at me, she's like, okay, you can tell them. I was like, we're pregnant! And we start freaking out. And it was amazing. A couple weeks later, we went in to get the ultrasound. I pulled out a magazine, I'm waiting for them to start. And all of a sudden, I heard, her, uh, I heard the doctor say, there's two of them in here. And I said, well, you started? I look up, and on the screen, we see this. I was like, what? Two kids? We have no kids. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> Man. And uh, that's where it all started 14 years ago. The twins, this is Down and Bowen. Uh, Down's baby A, Bowen's baby B. Uh, they were born 14 years ago. And now, 14 years later, uh, this is what our amazing, cute little family looks like. And I share that story with you guys because um, for this doctor, what they did was not a big deal. They went to school, they learned the thing, here's the drugs, here's the process, here's how it works. Um, but that doctor, that entrepreneur, that person believed so much what they did, they went out there and tried to get the message out about their art. 
Do you think it was easy to get on Oprah? No, I tried for like six years before she canceled her show. It is not easy to get on Oprah, okay? Whatever that doctor did, they did something. They went out there. He said, I believe my art so much. I believe it can change people's lives so much. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get on Oprah. And because that doctor put forth the sacrifice and learned how to market their art, they got on Oprah, glad I had a chance to see it, and my life was changed forever. Every good thing in my life happened because there's an entrepreneur who took a risk, who did something that didn't make a lot of sense, to put themselves out there to change everything for somebody else. Okay, the thing that makes us entrepreneurs weird, while the, the majority of the world is trying to like get rid of responsibility, entrepreneurs look at something and say, that is a problem. That's my problem. It's not my responsibility, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to figure out a way to solve this problem. That's what makes entrepreneurs different. So I want you guys to understand that right now you may be here at different points in your business. Some of you guys are in a high spot and you're in growth mode, you're having fun. Some of you guys are in the beginner mode and you're struggling. Some of you guys are in between. I want you to understand when you really look at it and say, look, my business is a calling. I've been called from someone higher, something higher. It's called me to do this. I'm here placed on this earth to serve other people. When you look at it through that lens, everything else becomes easier. Okay, when you look at it like, I'm trying to figure out how to make more money for myself, business becomes harder. When you look at it from this lens, life becomes so much easier. There's no way I would have 5,000 people in Nashville, Tennessee in January here if I was trying to make a bunch of money on this. Okay, I believe my message so much. That's why you keep talking about it over and over and over and over and over again. That's why we're consistent with it. And that's why you guys are here today. Okay, number three, a funnel hacker is in control of their destiny. They start without a safety net. Venture capital is a four-letter word. and Bootstrapped is their middle name. Funnel hackers, they define their own destiny. They create their own luck. They build their own empires and they change the world. Um, you know, as we have, uh, we've, I've told you guys a story a lot of times, as we've been growing ClickFunnels and looking at, you know, what the next phase, next step is, people always come to us like, how in the world did you grow ClickFunnels without any money? It makes no logical sense. I say, well, it's the principles we teach all the funnel hackers. Okay, we use funnels, we practice what we preach, we drink our own Kool-Aid. Okay, we build funnels that grow our companies, companies profitably. Okay, and that's the power and gives you guys so much freedom that you don't even understand. And so that is our manifesto again on the back of it. It ends with, I'm a funnel hacker and I'm just one funnel away. I got one more thing I want to talk about before we kind of transition. And uh, this is something that um, we're going to be pushing a lot over the next 12 months. Um, inside of this entrepreneurial world, I think that the message that so many of you have been hearing over and over again is wrong. The message of we need to hustle, hustle, hustle. The message of all these different things that are coming out there. Um, I don't think that's the message of entrepreneurship, not true entrepreneurship. The message of true entrepreneurship is this. It's how do we over-deliver. And this isn't just in your business. This is in all aspects of your life. Okay, um, it's, it's interesting. I did, a, I did a podcast about this a little while ago, and I talked about how um, somebody had asked me to do something. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that for you. All right, sure, I'll, I'll try that. And I stopped for a second. I was like, what kind of response is that? If my boss came and was like, hey, can you do this? Like, oh, sure, I'll try it out. Like, that's not the right response. I want somebody to come to me and if I say, hey, can you do this for me? To say, you know what? Not only can I, not only feel like I can do that, I know I can deliver on Actually, not only can I deliver on that, I'm going to over-deliver on that. Okay? And this is the thing I want us all to think about in all aspects of our life, okay? In our relationships with our family. Like you showing up and you're like, oh, I'm doing the thing, I'm doing the motions. Or you come and saying, how in this situation with my wife, with my kids, with my spouse, with my whatever it is for you, how do I over-deliver in this situation? How do you over-deliver in your business relationships? How do you over-deliver in your businesses? Okay, as you guys start thinking about that over and over and over again, it's going to change everything for you. How many of you guys, when you got here to Nashville and you saw the little mini city we built here and you saw the swag you got and the shirts and the bags and all this stuff, you're like, oh my gosh. ClickFunnels over-delivered. How do you guys felt that as you came here today? Okay. Our goal is to do that in every single interaction. Okay, we talked about it with our staff, like every interaction with someone. It's not like, I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to, yeah, I'll get it done. It's like, no, no, no. 
I don't want people to get things done. I don't want people to deliver on things. I want everybody to over-deliver. And this is our message from the, for the next year is how do we over-deliver in all situations. So you guys okay if we over-deliver this week for you? You guys okay with that? All right. Okay. So that's what I mean when I say that you're an entrepreneur by birth, but because you are here, you guys are funnel hackers by choice. That's what it means to be a funnel hacker. Now, I'm going to kind of walk through really quick um, my role in this whole thing. Um, I obviously don't know how to code. I didn't build click funnels. Um, I always tell people I'm the dancing monkey on stage. It gets people excited about it. Um, but I want to talk about my journey really quick because um, I feel like my calling, again, I don't have the, the skill sets that any of you guys have in your businesses. All of you guys have the ability to change people's lives in ways that I can't. I wish I could, but I can't. So my calling has been, for some weird reason, that I became obsessed with this, the marketing of businesses. Like, I don't know why that that became exciting to me, but it did. And it's been my calling for the last um, 15 years. But it started back here. This is a picture of me when I was, uh, this is actually, I was going to college here, and my mom made me throw away all my junk mail. But I used to collect junk mail in junior high and high school, and I would read every single sales letter that would come in and be like, oh my gosh, this is the most exciting thing in the world. And it started there. That's where the excitement started when I was like 12 years old. Um, after that, when I got into college, I started my very first entrepreneurial venture. Um, it wasn't the thing that changed the world, even though I thought it was going to be, but it was me and Nate Plone building potato guns uh, at the school on the weekends. We would sneak into uh, to the classrooms, set up a camera and film ourselves in front of the whiteboard, uh, building our, my very first product, how to, how to make a potato gun. And this is where I started my entrepreneurial journey. Okay, some of you guys right now on your journey, you're starting in weird spots. You're like, is this really my calling? That wasn't my calling, but guess what it was? It was a step forward. Okay, and then I did the next step forward, and we kept moving forward. Uh, a little while later, I got done with college, and then uh, after making my potato gun funnel, which was my first, my first real funnel, I became obsessed with it. For some reason, I couldn't stop. I couldn't sleep. It just kept coming, kept coming. And over the next 10 years of my life, we built over 150 funnels. Can anybody here beat me with how many funnels they built? And I'm not saying like I built it in ClickFunnels and it sat there uh, dormant. This is 150 product launches of funnels that I created. It's like one a month for 10 years, for a decade of my life. I was obsessed with it. All I could think about was like, how do we do this? How do we do this? What can we create? What's the next offer? How do we put it? How do we put it together? Okay, and I became obsessed with the science of this game. It became so much fun for me. I don't know why. It's still, still this day, like, before you guys all ran in here, how many of you guys saw me when I poked my head out the door earlier? <laughs> I poked my head out, everyone started screaming. I was like, oh my gosh. And Clut's like, can you believe this is your life? I'm like, I can't believe that. We're talking about funnels for crying out loud. I remember sitting in my room and nobody was excited at all about this. I remember going to marketing events and everyone's sitting there in a shirt and a tie and they're sitting there taking notes. And I'm like sitting in the back freaking out like, why is nobody screaming? Like, you know what? This is the most exciting thing I've ever heard about in my entire life. I was like, my calling is to get, this, like, to get the, our world to understand how fun this is. This is the most exciting thing I've ever seen before. And so after building over 150 funnels, I said, you know, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to be one of those guys. And I sat down, and it took me almost a decade to write this very first book, which is Dotcom Secrets. How many of you guys read the first version of Dotcom Secrets? I had the amazing um, opportunity in December of this, or so a month ago, to rewrite Dotcom Secrets from the ground up, um, which was like a really cool experience. Um, I'm excited for you guys to get it. Uh, when we launched the Traffic Secrets book, the new version of Expert and Dotcom Secrets are coming out at the same time, all hardbound. Um, but I'm excited for you guys to see the, the new updates. But this, this book was a decade of my life of testing a million different funnel ideas. And from all these theories and all these tests and all these hypotheses, it's like, here are the things that we know work, and they work in any business. You just have to figure out how to apply them to, to what you're doing. Okay, so we did that. Um, after, I built, after I started writing this book, um, the next idea was like, we need something to make this simpler. Okay, we had teams of people building all these funnels. And so uh, in 2005, I'd made the very first attempt at building click funnels. Back then, we called it click.com.com because that I thought was a really good name. That would have been really confusing though, right? It's click, D-O-T-C-O-M, then .com. 
everyone was like, I don't get it. Is it dot, like, click.com? And then, like, how does that, anyway. Luckily, we got another name. 2005, we tried to build it. This was the very first version of it. Uh, the design was beautiful. We spent uh, over a million dollars trying to build it, um, probably two and a half years, and it never saw the light of day. And I was like, this thing's not going to work. And it was in the middle of me uh, growing another company, and this, all the money I was, I was making was going here trying to build this thing. So I'm like, if, we, if someone had this tool, a tool to make these funnels easy, it would change all businesses. Okay, the reason why there's only a handful of underground marketers doing funnels is because it's hard. I was like, if we can create something simple, like we could take this to the masses, we could help change all businesses. And so we tried in 2005, and it didn't work. Uh, about that time, the business I was trying to grow that was supporting this um, collapsed. Um, I had to lay off over 80 people in a day, which is never a fun thing. Um, including some friends and family members, and it was a, it was a, a painful process. Uh, we had to move from a 20,000-square-foot building down to a 2,000-square-foot building as we tried to figure out how to rebuild our company from the ground up. About that time, I remember I was, um, uh, I was trying to figure out, like, what's the next move, what's the next step, and I was on Flippa.com. How many of you guys have ever been to Flippa.com? It was a website that sells websites, so I was like, okay, maybe my future's here. I'm looking through all these sites, and all of a sudden, there was this site that popped up. It was called Champion Sound, and it was um, a marketing automation software for bands, it would do text messages and emails and all these things um, for bands. And I saw it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This, is, um, this could be the future. And they were selling it for $20,000. Again, this is the bottom of a business crash. I just lost everything. Uh, I just, I was in the hole a lot. I owed the IRS money. It was a whole bunch of things. And it's like, I don't have $20,000. I think this is the future. So I started scrambling together, put together a bunch of stuff, made, made a quick $20,000, and went and bought the site. And was, my thought was like, hey, I'm going to take this, this, this uh, marketing automation platform for bands, and I'm going to make a version for chiropractors, and then for dentists, and then for, um, and just kind of keep taking this to a whole bunch of different markets. That was the, that was the vision back then. And after we bought the site, uh, I, went, I called the person up who, who owned it, and I was trying to get it transferred over to my servers, and I said, here's the login to our servers, like, move it over. And he's like, oh, I can't move it to your servers. I'm like, why not? He said, well, this is coded in Ruby on Rails. Your, your server's PHP or Linux or whatever, the thing. And I was like, what does that mean? And he's like, it means that it's written in a different language. I'm like, a different, he's like, yeah, you speak English? This is like Chinese. It's not going to work. For, I'm like, what do I do? He's like, I don't know. You need to go buy a, a Ruby server or whatever. And I was like, okay, so I bought a Ruby server. He transferred over. He's like, hey, well, good luck, and kind of walked away. I was like, what do I do now? And so I went to my existing programmers. I'm like, can you guys fix this? And they're like, it's a different language. I have no idea what to do. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I tried to hire two or three people. I couldn't get anyone to do it. And I realized one night, I was sitting at my desk looking at this. I was like, I spent the last money we didn't have on this stupid website. I thought it was the right thing. I felt good about it. And now it's, I can't even code it. It had all sorts of problems. There were people using it who were texting me angry because the software wasn't even working. I was like, I don't know what to do. And so the last thought I had before I left the office that day, I said, I'm just going to shut it down and it'll be done. So uh, I, shut down, uh, I shut down my computer. I emailed someone. I said, okay, just take it offline. I can't afford the server fees anymore. I got up and I was walking out of the office that day, put my backpack on. I had this distinct impression. I said, go back and there's somebody on your email list who knows PHP, or who knows uh, Ruby. And I had a little customer email list at the time, and I was like, that's, that's weird, but very specific. <laughs> All right, so I took my backpack off, went back into my computer, sent an email, I said, uh, I said I'm looking, the subject line was like, if you know Ruby on Rails, I'm looking for a partner. And basically email said, I bought the site, it doesn't work, I tried a whole bunch of programmers, nobody could do it, I don't know what to do with it, and, uh, and if, you're, if you know Ruby, message me back. And then I shut my computer down and I went back home. About an hour later, I checked my email and there's an email from this guy. And uh, he said, hey man, I know Ruby on Rails and I bought, I bought one of your things like five years ago and it's just kind of crazy. I saw your email and like, yeah. He's like, I have a business already working but I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of doing the four hour work week lifestyle. I'll check it out and see if I can, if I can fix it. 
So I'm like, all right, I have nothing to lose. I send him the logins. I'm like, good luck. Let me know how it goes. Next morning, next morning I wake up and I get a message from him. He's like, it's done. I'm like, what's done? He's like, I fixed all the problems. Oh, and while I was in there, I noticed this and this. And like, if you wanted to, we could add this and we could shake this and all these things. I was like, who is this guy? This is amazing. And so um, he started working on it and I was like, okay, this is cool. And we started working on it. And he's like, you know what? Instead of doing this, we should just build a whole new one from scratch. I'm like, but I just spent all of our money on the thing. He's like, oh, it'd be easier just to make a new one. I'm like, no, we can't do that. We kind of hit off a friendship and we started doing some projects together. And, um, and uh, he would come out, to, uh, he lives in Atlanta, and about once, a, once a, or twice a year, he'd fly out to Boise and we'd brainstorm ideas and he'd create different things. And I had, no way, I had no way to pay him at the time. I had no money. And so I was like, okay, well, you work on these projects. I'm like, if we ever make any money with this, we'll just split it. And he's like, okay. So we work on some projects and, um, and some made some money, most of them didn't. And we did this for a couple of years. And uh, a couple years into it, um, during that time, we launched a whole bunch of companies. Some of you guys heard this story. We launched a supplement company. We launched a whole bunch of information product companies, a whole bunch of things. And they were all making, having moderate success. And, uh, and all of them had funnels. And one, the one big thing is he kept saying, is just like, man, we keep rebuilding the same funnel over and over and over again. He's like, what if we just built something that made this easy? I was like, dude, I tried in 2005. I spent like $2 million I didn't have. It didn't work. We tried with Champion Sound. It didn't work. Like, this isn't something that's going to work. And he said, no, I think I can do it. So we flew out to Boise. We sat down in front of a whiteboard for a week and we mapped out our dream. Like, what if we did this and this? And we kind of mapped out the whole thing. And uh, he went back. Um, uh, actually, I was driving him back to the airport. As I was driving to the airport to drop him off, he said, hey, just one real, real quick thing on this. He said, if we're going to do this, this project together, he's like, I don't want to be, I just don't want to be an employee. I want to be your, your partner. And I was like, oh, man. I, I've always been the, the person that's in control. Like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. And I was scared and I was nervous. And um, luckily, that day I said, yes. I said, all right, let's, let's do it. And he went home and he built the original version of ClickFunnels. Uh, that man who has become uh, one of my closest friends in the whole world, the best business partner that anybody could ever ask for, and one of the coolest, uh, most humble human beings on this earth is Todd Dickerson. Todd's here, everyone. Let's put our hands together for Mr. Todd Dickerson! Who's excited to be here? Who's ready for the next four days of amazing content from this man right here? <laughs> I'm excited. You guys, we're so lucky to have Todd here today, and I'm going to have him go through some of the cool stuff. But um, this whole journey, um, it began a little before this. With Todd in a basement. Work, I assume it was a basement. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, it was a basement. Yeah, it was a basement. <laughs> Todd is a basement working on this. Um, I was telling our staff yesterday as we were preparing for this. It's crazy. Like, while we were building ClickFunnels, um, I'm in mountain time zone, he's east coast, and so I would work from, um, from all night until like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and Todd would be sleeping all of a sudden at 2 o'clock in the morning, my time's like 5 a.m., Todd pop up like, hey, good morning, man, and we'd share notes for a minute, and then he'd go back to work, I'd pass out, and we'd switch, and we were literally working 24-hour shifts around the clock uh, as we built this, and, uh, and then on September 23rd, 2014, is the day that ClickFunnels first went live. Finally launched. Very cool. Yeah. Do you guys want to see some of the original logos? <laughs> so as we were first doing it, these were the first original logo designs that came back. Because I don't know about you, but I can't start a business without a logo. So I was like, well, if we're going to do this, we need a logo. Absolutely. It's not real until it has a logo. Yeah. That's the, one of our rules. <laughs> so these were the logos. Um, and we picked one of the variations from this. And then um, we sat down and we started mapping this thing out. This is a picture of Todd and then also Dylan Jones, who were one of the, one of the original co-founders in our little tiny office. Um, mapping out the first version of ClickFunnels. Do you remember those days? Yes, absolutely. It was a blast. <laughs> it was so much fun. And then uh, after we coded it, uh, 
we kept trying to sell it. And you guys have heard me tell a story before. Like we kept trying to sell it over and over again and kind of struggled. It wasn't until this event right here. Uh, it was a little event with, I don't even know, 100, 200 people in the room. Yeah, it was about 100 people. 100 yeah. people. And uh, it was the first time we had a chance to present it from stage like this. And we told the, the ClickFunnels story and we launched it and we had a huge table rush. And that's when ClickFunnels kind of took off. And that this was This man sold 48% of the room. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is, this is going to be the thing. And so that's kind of the beginning how it all began. And I'm going to have Todd kind of go through a state of the union of, of some of the things of where we've come now in the last five and a half years. It's been a crazy, insane ride. Um, and you want to kind of go through some of that? Yeah, the absolutely. So Russell brings me out every year to kind of give a state of the union update and let you guys know uh, basically shine a spotlight on you and show what you guys have accomplished over the past year. And uh, just start out by looking at some of the members that we've had in, the, in this environment, in this community over the past few years. Year one, we had 10,000 members and we had 600 people at this event. We were looking at it today, there's more of you in early access than we had at our entire first Funnel Hacking Live. It's crazy. Uh, year two, we doubled. Year three, we jumped to 50,000. 60,000 in year four, 76,000 members last year, and then finally this year, Drum roll. past the magic number, 100,000 members. <laughs> oh, that means 95,000 other customers who are not in this room right now. But of course, you guys are the best since you're here today. <laughs> uh, so this is also amazing. The uh, we're vision for ClickFunnels here. Basically, you guys have now processed over $4.2 billion that we can track across our platform. That doesn't count phone cells and things offline, but $4.2 billion have gone through ClickFunnels and almost $2 billion <laughs> since last year. Give yourselves a hand. Like, it's amazing to see what you guys have done. That's amazing. Oh, on top of that, two Comma Club winners. There are now 789 of you. Woo! Two Comma Club winners. Crazy. 288 in the past 12 months. Oh we're, my God. All of our two Comma Club winners, stand up really quick. Stand up. Everyone who's won two Comma Club. Woo! And even stand Wow. It's amazing. These are your peers, you guys. They're sitting around you right now. Woo! It's insane. I love it. So awesome. On top of that, two Comma Club X winners. 56 of you have got the Two Comma Club X Award now at this point. This is just absolutely blows my mind. Um, we have, in just the past year, uh, 18 new Two Comma Club X members. Craziness, Amazing. craziness. Now, this one, what, what is this, Russell? Like, I, this just got slipped in in the slides here, so. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so Two Comma Club, you guys know, is two commas and a million dollars, so that's Two Comma Club. Two Comma Club X, the X is a Roman numeral for 10. 10 million, and this year we have a whole handful of people who are racing towards the Two Comma Club C. C is the Roman number for 100. So this is our new $100 million award that we will be unveiling in two days from now, and we do have people in this room who, are, who have achieved this award and will be getting it on stage, which is insane. Crazy. I never dreamed this was even <laughs> possible, and you guys are growing like crazy, so we'll be sharing that. Um, <laughs> it's insane. Todd, Todd hasn't seen the award yet, but no. it's, it's as big as so he is. Excited. <laughs> Gonna be, I'm excited for those who have to carry it home. <laughs> oh, man. So our team serving you has grown exponentially since last year alone. Uh, we're up to 341 amazing people serving you on a daily basis. Uh, we have 154 customer support members now all over the world in all different time zones, so we can man the clock around. Uh, 75 people now on the product development team. This has doubled almost since last year. So we have 75 people working on ClickFunnels and all the supporting tools and software around that to make sure everything runs smooth for you. And we have 28 people on business development now. We have 47 people on Russell's marketing team. 
Crazy, right? Like, we really like to build funnels a lot. Yeah, they, they build a lot of funnels. <laughs> 18 people in operations and 19 people in coaching at events. And uh, this, that's the amazing group that put on this event for you today. So I'm going to give them a hand also. So who else wants to see what else happened in the past 12 months? Yeah. We got a new re year in review video for you guys. All right, let's kick it off. You know, it becomes really easy to look back over the last year and to think that I've done enough. The wins, the losses, the risks, and the lessons. Hey everybody, I'm Russell Brunson. I just want to tell you about something really, really exciting. And no, my, I'm not going out of business. That was kind of the, the hook we got you come to the video. But in, in, a, in a way, we kind of are. As a young entrepreneur, my focus has always been on the future. Here's where we could be, what we could do, what we could accomplish. But then came this point where my focus started shifting from looking forward actually looking back. Software that builds entire sales funnels very, very quickly. And it felt like most of my story had already been written. And that there's less time now for change, less room to be able to actually grow. And that maybe I should consider slowing down. As your friend, you love what you do. You light up when you do. I love being around you when you start. You all get a mental click funnel. It's like, wow. <laughs> it's like, that's a beautiful thing, you know? I mean, there's, there's more options than just selling the business that you should consider, in my opinion. Just for your own fulfillment and because you have so much to give and you're like, how old are you now? Uh, 39. You're not even 40. You haven't even begun your <laughs> journey. It's beautiful what you've accomplished. No, I mean, that's not a derogatory. It just means, holy I'm 60. I mean, you think about the next 20 years, what you can do from where you are now. Okay. Maybe I was wrong. In 2019, ClickFunnels hit some massive milestones. $4.2 billion processed, 3.1 million funnels, 32 office sushi parties, and get this, 100,000 users. But I hear people screaming out here, oh. and... Oh, we just passed! Wait, wait, really? That's 100,000 people. Holy cow. Our annual event, Funnel Hacking Live, grew bigger and better than ever. In Nashville, we had over 4,300 attendees, 626 Two Comic Club winners, 42 Two Comic Club X winners, gave away over 130 dream cars, and at this year's event, Lindsey Sterling did a huge performance and officially turned Funnel Hacking Live into a rock concert. We celebrated ClickFunnels' five-year birthday with a huge announcement, including a big change in direction, which left some people wondering. Oh, who animated these things? And while it was ClickFunnels' birthday, we decided to give you a gift. We announced ClickFunnels Platinum, and we joined the streaming wars with FunnelFlakes. We've been licensing and creating the top entrepreneurial courses in the world and giving them back to the community. This year, we've also had a bunch of huge updates to the software as well. In fact, now you can take the PCI and uh, with the GDPR, and you plug them in, it helps increase the conversion. Oh. Hold on a second. How did you know? You need some help, man. Oh, yes, thank you. 
where do you feed that baby? Uh, I, I gotta go talk, we're losing connection. I, I'm gonna need a minute. As ClickFunnels continues to evolve to fit your needs, we need more support, so we've been hiring. Our team has grown to over 350 employees working remotely all over the world, but in a few key hubs, we've been building some pretty cool new offices. Nearing completion on our Atlanta office in an old cotton mill, and our production studio, which basically looks like a music festival. Our goal for 2020 is to continue to build the most intuitive, powerful, funnel-building platform in the world, and to give you the education you need to build your business. Name another software company that has a coaching program like this. We've had over 6,000 individual one-on-one -on -one coaching calls. 16 coaches, 771 members. Guys, we've had over 27 Two Comic Club awards. That's over $27 million. We held our very first Unlock the Secrets event in Colorado. We had our first family-oriented event with over 230 young entrepreneurs. Basically, a mini FHL. We had over 800 people come to an event in Phoenix, and as a cool bonus, we got to take them to a baseball game. We had several amazing masterminds at our Boise headquarters this year. We've had over 25,000 students register for our One Funnel Way Challenge. And we had our first ClickFunnels cruise with over 350 amazing funnel hackers. You guys having a good time? This year we've been experimenting with a ton of new video concepts. We sponsored our first YouTube series, Freelancers, which was produced by JK Studios. What? What are we gonna do about the curse? We're not cursed. Zone was right. Thanks to my new boyfriend, ClickFunnels, I set up our website and we have our first online client. We're the opposite of cursed. We're first. The show had nearly four million views on YouTube. We launched the Marketing right. Secrets Show on Facebook. What's up, everybody? Production wrapped on four new <laughs> infomercials produced by the Harmon Brothers. DNA Thanks Films produced a feature film about the Two Comic Club Award. Plus, our internal team, ClickFunnels Studios, has been busy launching two feature films, new vlogs, and turning the entire Secrets trilogy into short films. We've been lighting rooms on fire, going through events of warp speed, and turning Russell into a giant. Oh yeah, and last year we announced we'd be getting a ClickFunnels RV to drive across the country and tell your story. Well, we did it. And now we're already planning for season two in Europe in a private jet. Don't tell Russell. So one of our biggest goals is to make the word funnels mainstream so that people wouldn't, well, they just don't think that we're weird. Fortunately, the world's beginning to take notice. This year, for the second time in a row, we ranked in Inc. 500's fastest growing companies and Entrepreneur Magazine ranked us the number one American business. And more and more influencers are actually starting to use funnels. People like Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, Grant Cardone, Jesse Itzler, Julius Dean, and Dean Graziosi. All of this success has actually allowed us to pour more and more money into developing the product to make it that much more amazing. But it's also given us our biggest opportunity to give back. We announced our new charity initiative, Liberate and Educate, which allowed us to produce our second documentary for Operation Underground Railroad, which raised over a million dollars. Thank you so much. This couldn't have happened without ClickFunnels. And for every funnel that gets published, we donate a dollar to Village Impact. This year, our funnel hacking community will be building their fourth school in Kenya. We are, we are ClickFunnels. Click yeah. Most of this year I spent locked away writing the third and final book in the Secrets Trilogy called Traffic Secrets. But on top of that, we did a lot of really cool things this year. So with that said, let's get ready for some rapid fire. We partnered with Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi on mastermind.com. 
is the biggest launch in the history of internet marketing. We traveled with the top affiliates to Tony's private resort in Fiji. I spoke at 10X GrowthCon for the third time, but this time in front of 35,000 entrepreneurs. We sold some of our top ClickFunnels affiliates on two yachts all the way to the Bahamas where we celebrated and planned the next ClickFunnels Fire Festival. We held another affiliate mastermind group in McCall, Idaho, and we rode jet skis. We launched a new campaign for FunnelScripts, which finally pushed it over the Two Comma Club X mark. We had numerous company retreats. We bought a hackathon house for all those late night funnel builds. Colette and I went to a mastermind in Puerto Rico with a bunch of our friends. We had 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. We attended Dreamforce for the second time and had an even bigger epiphany than last year. Somehow I ended up getting a part-time job as my kid's wrestling coach. Which actually inspired me to get back on the mat after over 15 years off. This year I took third in the country in freestyle and second in Greco. What's crazy is this used to be my ultimate career goal. This was enough for me. So how did this happen? And where do we go from here? The truth is we can never know. But in order to move forward into the new decade, there were three lessons that I needed to learn. Number one, know when it's time to stop. Stop being the accountant, the manager, the CEO. Only spend your time in a role that you absolutely love. Learn to let go of control, equity, and ego because there are good people who you could be sharing this journey with. Number two, keep moving forward. As you get older, you may look back and think that you've been through enough, but use that as fuel rather than an excuse to slow down. You have no idea what you're actually capable of. Number three, it's not about you. If you could start each day with a focus, not on yourself, but the people that you're trying to serve, you'll surpass your goals faster than you could have ever imagined. That's why we added a new segment to our daily meetings called What We Do Matters, where we kickstart each day by sharing your wins, big or small. There we go. Hey, everybody, it is nine o'clock. Good morning, ClickFunnels family. Why do we do what we do? Because we're nothing without you, the funnel hackers, the people who are crazy enough to take risks, to go all in and impact the world in a way that we never could. This is Eric Thane. Hey, this is Mr. Steven Larson. Guys, this is Caleb Maddox. Luisa Berrios. Hey, I'm gonna tell a story about Sophia Ng. And she said, we just hit our first six figures in the last 30 days. Because these people have a platform, they are impacting six million people a week for good. I will run. This is why we do what we do, because we have the ability to change lives. ClickFunnels is just a tool to help you to do that. So here's the 2020. It may have felt like the finish line, but really, we just got to the starting line. 93,000! 94,000! Hey, we crossed 98,000! 100,000! This one has been quite a journey. But we will continue to be here to support and to celebrate you along the way. Guys, let's give Eric a great big round of applause. This lawyer in the Tacoma Club. Do not give up. Check that out.
Let's make sure that we put our all in today, that we do like we do every other day. Let's get out there. Let's change the world. Let's help people out. What we do matters. Let's go with little family. That's what we've been doing since last time we all hung out, in case you're wondering. Yeah, so needless to say, the best part was my clip, I thought. <laughs> I, so while these guys were all cruising and doing the filming for the year-end recap video, I was back home working with the rest of the product development team on some really cool features I want to tell you about. Uh, oh, wait, I can't actually... That's tomorrow. Tomorrow. So tomorrow I'm going to tell Don't you about it. some amazing new stuff that you guys... <laughs> um, we just want to end with one quick thing. Um, our mission, as you guys know, is to free all entrepreneurs so you guys can focus on changing the lives of your customers. And that's why we do what we do, from everything from the software, from the training, the events, anything we do to help free you guys so you can get back to changing the lives of your customers, that's, that's why we do this. So we love it. We're grateful for all of you guys. With that said, uh, let's give Todd a huge round of applause. Thank you again, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks Dad. Love you. <laughs> all right. It's rare in life to be able to find a partner like, like him who thinks like me, who who um, has a work ethic like he does, who's genius and yet can also tell me no. And uh, it's uh, just grateful for him. Um, our whole community should be eternally grateful for him, what, he's, what he built for all of us. I lose my mic? Okay, so you guys ready for the next session? Okay, I've been so excited about this. Um, this is gonna help pre-frame the rest of the week and I think that it'll, uh, it'll, make, it'll make you guys start shifting away. you look at things a little bit. Um, I shared this a little bit on the Two Comic Club cruise. Who are the people on my cruise with me? Okay, we did a midnight mastermind session because that's what we do on cruises. Um, we stay up all night, and I talked about this a little bit, and uh, I've kind of evolved it and developed it a little bit, and I want to talk to you guys about it today because I think it's um, the, um, a piece that's going to help you guys understand um, how to have more success with your funnels. And it's going to seem counterintuitive at first, but I promise if you stick with me and, and sit through the process, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I see how this is in everything that we do. And so uh, we handed, I give you guys a handout today. It's called Expert Evolution, How to Become the Leader that Your Tribe Has Been Waiting For. Uh, you can take notes on that as we're going through there if you want. Uh, but I'm going to be covering three different frameworks right now. The first is the framework of how to find your voice. The second is the framework on how to teach frameworks. And number three is the framework on how to sell your frameworks. So that's the game plan for the next hour and six minutes and 56 seconds. Okay. So this is the blueprint. This is the framework right here of how to find your voice. Um, I think a lot of us get started in this business at least I did, and I was a shy, awkward, and I'm going to show you guys a clip here in a minute. Um, you, have to, you have to evolve. Like, you can't just, it's, there's a process you go through. And a lot of times people are like, read my book, Expert Secrets, the next day they're out there with the sign saying, I'm an expert, let me, like, I'm going to sell you something. And it's like, no, you, you missed it. That's not, the, that's not the purpose. It's not the path. It's not how it works. There's a process for you to be able to find your voice. And be like, well, what's the process? What does it look like? And forever I didn't know. I said, you just go out there and you do it and you do it and you do it. And it wasn't until recently I sat down and said, what, is, what did it actually look like for me? What did it look like for other people? Like, how do I reverse engineer that so we can teach it? And that's where this process and this framework came from. All right, so I'm going to walk you guys through this. So phase number one here. Phase number one is what I call the dreamer. And this is the phase that starts with a little spark. Okay, how many of you guys, when you got into whatever it is that you're doing, you didn't know exactly what you were going to do. You may not have been super passionate at first, but you had interest, some desire. You're like, this is kind of cool. Okay, and think about your business or the marketing of your business. Like, you, like when I got started in this, I didn't know I was going to be a marketing nerd. I got a C in my marketing class. Okay, a C. And I should have gotten a D or an F, and my teacher was really, really nice. Um, but I got a C in my marketing class. I didn't know marketing was even exciting or fun or anything. 
okay? It wasn't until later when I was learning these things and trying to start a business, and all of a sudden, like, there was this spark. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. And it all begins there, okay? So when you think back about your business, like, what was the spark initially that got you so excited about what it is you do? Can you guys remember that moment? Like, what was it that created that spark for you? Okay, that's where this begins, okay? Um, the next thing that I want to kind of develop, or add upon that, um, this is from Tom Bilyeu, and Tom is speaking uh, tomorrow, I believe. So I'm excited about Tom coming, or his first time in Funnel Hockey Live. Um, but I was developing this, I saw Tom post something on Instagram, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is brilliant. Uh, he posted a, a little framework for how to develop your own passion. And I think about this a lot, because I get people all the time who come into our world, who are like, this is exciting, but I'm not, I'm not passionate about anything yet, Russell. Like, what do I do? How do I find passion? I'm like, I don't know, because for me, I'm just excited about everything in life. Like, there's so many cool things happening. I was like, I don't know how to develop passion. Like, I don't, like, how, like, I, I couldn't, like, understand that in my mind until I saw this from Tom. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the secret. For those of you guys who may not have it, you've got a spark and you're trying to figure things out, this will help you. So this is what he said. And this is the five-step process he said. Number one is you go and experiment with a whole bunch of stuff. Okay? So if you're like, I don't, I don't know what business I want to be in. I don't know what my career is going to be or whatever. Like you go try a bunch of things. That's why a lot of people go to college, right? You're taking a whole bunch of classes just to find out, like, what am I actually interested in? Right? So you go and experiment with a bunch of stuff. That's step number one. Step number two is after you do that, you start looking at all the things I just tested and tried, all the things I read, all the podcasts I listened to, all the videos I watched. Like, what are the things that spark my interest? Okay? You think, okay, I'm interested in that. That's a topic I'm excited about. Like, that's something I can be passionate about. Okay? So you find the thing that sparks your interest. From there, you start deeply engaging with those things that spark your interest. You start going deeper on them. Okay? So you listen to a podcast about biohacking or about whatever, and you're like, this is cool. And it's like, okay, now let's go deeper. Let's see if, it, let's see if as I go deeper, if this keeps resonating with me. So you start going deeper, start studying, start learning, start finding people around you who are excited as well and go as deep as you can. Okay, number four, as you start engaging, if it goes from an interest to true fascination, okay, and you get that fascination, like, oh my gosh, this is exciting. Then you go down the path of gaining mastery. And then number five, fascination plus mastery equals passion. Okay, now this for sure was true in my journey. Um, again, I got started, I, I, was, I was a college kid, I just met my beautiful wife, we, I proposed to her, and then I realized that like, I didn't have a job, and she was probably going to want to eat sometimes, and I was like, what do I do? I don't know, let me try a whole bunch of stuff. I started just doing a whole bunch of things, and studying, and reading, and learning, and like, all of a sudden I started finding these things that caused interest. And those things I started geeking out on, I started going deeper and deeper, until that interest became a passion, and the more I deep, the more fascinating I got, and the more fun I got, and that's where this, this journey begins. That's how you get the spark, and you start to grow, okay? All right. So after you just have a spark, do you know the best way to turn a spark into a fire? You just want to see? This is kind of cool. So this is the way you turn a spark into a fire. Let's dim the lights a little bit. If I get my phone out right here, I turn this light on. Let's see. Okay, this is a spark. And by itself, if I'm not careful, the spark is going to go out, right? Okay, but I need your guys' help. Can everyone get their phones out real quick? And turn the lights on. Something interesting happens when you take a spark and you get it around other people's sparks, other people who are already on fire. So everyone grab your phones out and get them out. Turn your camera on really quick. I want you guys to see this. If I want to turn my spark into a fire, to an inferno, I got to find other people. Look around you guys. Look behind you. You find other people and you get your sparks together, it starts growing. Right? If I take my spark to a fire, it can't help but grow. Am I right? And that's why we're here today to help you guys take your spark and to light it on fire. I tell people all the time, like, my role in this whole game is to get you guys so excited and so passionate about the marketing of your business that whatever business you're in, you'll be able to run with it. Okay, I'm assuming you're already obsessed with your business or you wouldn't be here. 
So my job is to get you obsessed with the marketing of it. Let me take that spark and ignite it and get it on fire. So the best way to turn that spark into a fire is to ignite it. I lost my thing. It's to get around other people, okay? As you get around, get around other people, you start feeling that. It starts growing inside of you. That shifts you now to the second phase. Okay, the second phase is where I start taking on the identity of the reporter, okay? Um, it's interesting. Um, how many of you guys have ever heard of Howard Berg, the world's fastest reader? Okay. So when I was in... Uh, elementary school in the 90s, I was an infomercial geek, so I was watching infomercials, and there was this guy who was the world's fastest reader. I saw him reading these books, and he like goes through the page like this and flips through and starts reading them super fast. I was like, that is the coolest thing. And I'm like, there's no way it's true. He's got to be faking it. And I remember watching the infomercials over and over and over again as a kid. Um, then fast forward like 15 years later, I'm a grown man, or grown-ish. My kids always tell me, like, Dad, you are the least mature adult we have ever met. I'm like, thank you, guys, I think. Um, I remember on Fox News, um, on the, what's the Cavuto, uh, the Cavuto show, um, Howard Berg was on there, right after the health care bill came out. And there's a huge health care bill. And then Howard Berg read the entire health care bill live on Fox News in front of everybody. So he reads the whole health care bill in 55 minutes, I believe. And then afterwards, he interviews Mike. So what did it say? And he starts telling him all the things and reciting back huge portions of the health care bill. I'm like, this guy's amazing. Then I'm at an event like this. this is in Dallas. It was about 1,000 people. It's about a fifth the size of this. And I'm speaking on stage. I get done afterwards, and some guy's like, hey, there's um, the world's fastest readers here. He wants to meet you. And I was like, wait, wait, Howard Berg's here? And I started like totally fangirling and freaking out. He's like, you know who he is? I'm like, yeah, I used to watch his infomercials when I was like 15 years old. Like this is, anyway, so excited. I had a chance to meet him. And uh, me and Howard have become really good friends since then. And uh, actually when I launched the Expert Secrets book, I had Howard fly out to our office. I was like, I want, I want you to read the entire, my entire book live on Facebook. And then I want to quiz you and see if you could actually remember it. Because like writing a book is cool, but having the world's fastest reader read it live in front of you is like way cooler than so I had Howard, we flew him out to Boise. I was like, here's the book. I want you to read it. And he sat down and he started reading it. And uh, did anybody see the episode of this where he did it on Falaker TV? He read the entire book in four minutes and 43 seconds, live on Facebook. And I was like, this is so cool. I'm like, there's no way he's actually getting it. So I watched him, he read the whole thing. And then we got done reading it. I had the really cool opportunity to like, sit there like, okay, let's see if you actually read it. And I started asking questions about it. <coughs> And he was able to tell me things back. Say, well, you said this, and you said this. And then you talked about this, and this is my thought about that. <coughs> and it was one of, the, one of the coolest experiences of my life. But what was he? <coughs> Do you guys ever see the, the Sony Speed Reader commercial? He's on that with Justin Timberlake. It's a really funny uh, ad where basically they had the Sony Speed Reader, and Justin Timberlake like, says something like, or maybe it was Peyton Manning. Anyway, Peyton Manning says something like, uh, with the Sony Reader, I could read, I could read 100 books. And Howard Berg goes, I just did. And then Justin Timberlake's like, uh, I just did too. It's the funniest commercial. Anyway, it's worth watching. So that night after we got done, uh, we took Howard out to dinner in Boise. And uh, I'm like sitting here. I'm like, this is guy who's read over 30,000 books. Like every book you can dream of, he's read. Like, what do you ask this guy? Like he, he's got information about everything. I'm like, I could ask him about business or about finance or about sports or about anything. And I was like, I'm going to go to a spot that you don't normally go with people because I'm really, really curious. And so I asked him, I said, Howard, I'm really curious. After all your life experience, reading 30,000 books, like, what's your opinion on God? He looked at me for a minute, he smiled. He said, you know what's interesting? He said, most people, when they, when they want to learn about a topic, they'll read one book or one thing, and they base their opinions on that, it becomes fact for them, and they go forward. He said, what I like to do instead, he's like, I like to read um, all the people's opinions. So he's like, I'll read 10, 15, 20 books about a topic. For example, he's like, so for religion, like, I read, he's like, I basically read every single book on the topic, as many as I possibly could, like, 
like hundreds and hundreds of books. He said, by reading a whole bunch of things about it, he said, I got a very holistic view of what I believe God is. He said, based on that, let me tell you what I believe. I had one of the most fascinating conversations in my life to hear um, what someone like this who's had a chance to, lear- to, to learn and read from every religion you can dream of what his beliefs were in God. One of the most coolest, most amazing conversations in my life. So I was thinking about this with Howard. I started thinking about how that works in our, in our life. A lot of times we come into this world and we're trying to do our business and we're like, we become the expert. Like, I know everything. And then we go out there and we try to like to convince people. But the problem is we're, we read one book. And I was like, the, the, the phase for you to really evolve and to find your voice isn't to like take one idea and then start running with it. It's to get a very holistic view. So I started looking back at like when I got started and I found something really embarrassing. <laughs> this right here is the first video I ever created ever. This is, um, oh, last year I showed you guys one and y'all teased me. This one's worse. Um, so, so this is about the time YouTube came out and a couple people had videos on their websites. And I was like, I'm gonna do a video. And I remember someone, Armin Moore had a video and he had the, the background was like, was gone and he was like on the page and it looked really cool. So I'm like, I'm gonna do that. So I bought a video camera, I set it up and I record this video and uh, it didn't work. I tried to edit, I couldn't get the background to delete and like it was so many bad things. Um, but this was the very first video I ever made. And I want you guys to hear how bad I was. And hopefully this will give some of you guys some encouragement. Uh, <laughs> you're like, if that guy can do it. Okay. Uh, Hi, I'm go. Russell Brunson. Welcome to the secondtier.com. I'm here to help you get in. Okay. Hi, I'm Russell Brunson and welcome to the secondtier.com. I'm here. Did I say that? I'm here to introduce you. What'd you say? Hi, I'm Russell Brunson. Welcome to the secondtier.com. I want to help you get started with um, your affiliate training today. The first thing you need to do is click on the link above me and download our affiliate. That was real cool, the flushing toilet in the background. <laughs> He literally flushed it in the middle of the video. It was me and him. There were two of us in the room. Like, well, come on. Anyway, so there's hope for all of you, I swear. So this is the beginning of my journey. Um, and I was like, I'm horrible, but I'm going to try. And I started trying. Now, at this point in time, I had one, I, like, I had like my beliefs. Like, okay, this is how I'm going to do this thing. But I didn't know Mark. I didn't know these things. I'm like, how do I, how do I learn this? And so what I did is I went out there. I said, okay, I'm going to do what Howard Berg would have done. I won't, I'm just going to take my opinion and believe everything. I'm going to go and find a whole bunch of people who know more than me. I'm going to talk to them, interview them, figure out all their stuff. And based on, on finding out uh, um, opinions from a whole bunch of people, from there I can develop an actual opinion. So this little nerdy Russell from 15 years ago went out there and he found the best of the best of the time. This is Carl Galetti. I used to call him all the time and ask him questions. This is Mike Filson. This is Gary Ambrose. This is uh, Brad Callen, I think is in the room. This is Brad Fallon. This is um, Ewan Chia. This is uh, Rosalind Gardner. This is Jack Humphreys. This is Keith Baxter. These are the people when I got started in the game. They were the people that were already on fire. I had a little flame. I was like, I have a flame. This thing's going to go out if I don't find somebody fast. I started looking, who's got the fire? Who's got the fire? I need to find those people. And I found the fire. I got on the phone with them. I called them. I flew to the house. I had them fly to my house. I did everything I could. I got in the rooms they were in because I knew that if I was going to take my spark and I needed to become a fire, I had to be with the people who were already on fire. I found those people and this little nerdy Russell was able to take his spark and turn it into a fire. Okay? So for all of you guys, the next step in this journey of growth for you is first off to be fascinated, have a spark, and then you got to find the people who have the fire. Okay, and you have to go to them humbly and start asking them their questions. And don't judge everything based on what the lens of, that you view the world through. Find out other people. Be open to other opinions, other ideas, because it's going to give you a very holistic view and make you, uh, give you the ability to serve your people at a much higher level than you ever could by just looking at one angle. Okay? 
All right, so the first two phases in this formula, in this, uh, in this framework, are all about growth, okay? It's your journey to become something bigger, okay? Become something better. Become the person, the leader that you need to be to lead your people. Now, after you go through these first two phases, number one of dreaming and having a spark, number two is finding people around you, asking them questions, learning from everybody you can, every single piece of uh, information you can get access to, and learning from everybody. Then we start shifting from growth to contribution, okay? Uh, Alex Sharfin always talks about the call to contribution, how entrepreneurs feel if they hear the call to contribution. I need to contribute. I got to create something. I got to do something. I got to go out. There. I got I to gotta, I gotta do something, right? You guys have heard that call. That's why you're here. Right, you've heard that call to contribution, like, how do I contribute more, okay? And so there comes a time in all of our lives, we keep growing and growing, keep studying and learning, but if you don't start shifting from growth to contribution, you will flatline. Okay, the first time I understood this was true when I was a wrestler, okay? In college, I was a wrestler. In high school, I was a wrestler. Um, uh, I was a state champ in high school, took second place in the country. I was all-American in high school. I thought I knew everything. Okay, the worst thing could possibly happen to any of us is we think we know everything. I was like, shh, I know everything. Like, I'm such a good wrestler. I remember my senior year, after I took second place in the nation, uh, my coach, Greg Williams, who's now the coach at UVU, he said, hey, do you want to come coach at a wrestling camp? I was like, I don't know. Like, I got girls to date this summer. This is like my big time before going to college. And uh, he's like, I'll pay you a hundred bucks. I'm like, I'm in. Let's go. So that was what I, that was the value of my the week of my time back then. Uh, so I went to the wrestling camp. And he's like, okay, here's some kids. Um, I need you to train them how to wrestle. I'm like, okay. So I go to the kids. I'm like, okay, this is how and I remember we're teaching a, a cheap tilt, which is like my move. And I was like, hey, here's how you do a cheap tilt. I show the kids. I'm like, hey, go try it. I sit back and the kids come out and they start trying it. And nobody gets it even remotely close. They all, like almost all of them end up pinning themselves. I'm like, no, you guys, you didn't listen to a word I said. Hold on, come back in, come back in. I showed, this is how you do a cheap tilt. Okay, now go do it. And they go back out and everyone's like doing the same thing, flopping all over the place, pinning themselves. And I'm like, what is wrong with these kids? Like, oh. And I sit back, I'm like, well, what are they doing wrong? I start looking, I'm like, oh my gosh. He's doing it wrong because his hips are like, they keep sliding out. And his knee, like, I never know. Like, this knee needs to be, the foot's got to be planted here and these got to be pointing to the ceiling. And then what else? I start looking and I, I said, come back in, guys, come back in. Look at this. I said, when you're doing it, like, notice, look at my foot's at. It's right here. Look where my knee's pointed. And like, oh, cool. Like, okay, go try it again. They start doing it. And all of a sudden, the, the kids start getting better. I was like, huh. And then I, I bring it back in and we go back and forth and back and forth. And for the entire week I spent with these kids, I'm looking at like what I'm doing and my processes, understanding why they work, and then figuring that out. And as you start, the, one of the fascinating things about a pattern is after you become aware of a pattern, it's like, oh, I know the pattern. Now I can manipulate, I can change it, I can, I can grow it, I can, I, can, I can figure things out by, based on that. And so for me, like, um, I'd gotten to a point where I'd grown personally at a certain level and I had stopped, I was stagnated. And when I shifted and started becoming a coach and helping other people, that's where I started to continue to grow. That's where I shifted from growth to contribution and that's how I got the next level of growth, okay? So for all of us, there comes that time where as you're growing and you're sharing, the only way to continue to grow is to shift from growth to contribution. Okay, so we start coming out there. This is where most entrepreneurship, most businesses start when you're shifting from like, how do I become better to how do I make other people better? Okay, and that's the next level. Way more fulfillment, by the way, on the contribution side. Okay, so that moves us to phase number three of the framework. Phase number three now is now we start building our own frameworks. Okay, this is gonna be weird for a minute and I promise you the end you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Okay, so we need to start creating our own frameworks. If you notice, most of the greatest entrepreneurs, business people, they have their own proprietary frameworks, okay? So this is the next phase. After you've gone through growth, now you're shifting contribution, this next phase is start creating your own, okay? So the first step here is you need to create what we call your framework hypothesis. What is my framework to get somebody a certain result, okay? So let's just say this is me. This could be for any, any business, right? Here's your path. So here's you. You're going on this, this journey up here, and this is the result. This is the thing you're trying to get to, right? 
And so as you've been going through your growth and you've been learning and you've been studying and all these things figuring out and you're learning and you're moving yourself up this line, okay, now you're like, I think I know how to get here. I'm pretty sure I know how to do that. So based on me interviewing 50 people or like reading a whole bunch of books or whatever that thing is, I'm going to make my hypothesis. I think this is what I need to do to get that result. Okay, we make hypothesis. Now, how do we make our hypothesis? Um, this is something Bruce Lee said. Thank you, James Frill, for finding this quote for me. Um, but uh, Bruce Lee talked about this. He said, what you do is you research your own experience, you absorb what's useful, and you reject what's useless, and add essentially which is your own. Okay, as you're going through this growth phase where you're, where you're interviewing a whole bunch of people and you're learning from, from a whole bunch of different experts, the goal is not to like learn everything they say and just believe it as is, right? There's a lot like when I was listening to Howard Berg, a lot of his beliefs on God I agree with, a lot of them I didn't. Didn't mean it was right, right or wrong, okay? But I was able to listen to that thing and say, well, this is awesome. I'm going to take these gold nuggets. These are the things for me that I believe in that I think can, can add to the, what I believe. Okay, same thing here. When you're going through this process of learning and studying and growth, you're looking for the nuggets. Like, what are the things that I believe in? Can you take all the different pieces? You take that and say, okay, now that I have this, this is my framework hypothesis. This is what I think is, this, is the secret. Okay, so we create our framework hypothesis, which is basically, okay, for me to get this result, I get step one, step two, step three, and that's how I'm going to get this result. Okay, now we have hypothesis. That's step number one. Step number two, now, now that I have a hypothesis, this is what I think I'm going to do to get that result. Now we got to go out there and actually test your framework hypothesis on yourself. You have to become a human guinea pig. A lot of people get the ordering wrong. They say, okay, here's my framework hypothesis. Let me go sell something. Like, no, 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 not yet. This is where you got to figure out if it actually works on you. Okay? One of the people I respect a lot is Tim Ferriss. Um, they've called him a lot of times the human guinea pig. He's one of the original biohackers. And um, I was reading, I don't remember which one of his books, but one of his books he was talking about, he implanted something inside of his, his body to like, test his blood levels. And every single day he would like, test little things. Like he would take this supplement, see what happened to his blood levels. He'd take this and he'd try this and do these things. He, t- said, um, he took over a thousand blood tests um, based on all these different things. And, and after all, he said, based on all the things I learned, this is the diet that's the best. This is the supplements. These are the things that... that this is the framework that I believe is, is optimal for you to be able to get the result you're trying to get. Okay, so just like Tim Ferriss became a human guinea pig, you've got to become a human guinea pig for your framework at first as well. Okay, so you take that, you say, okay, I think this is the, the way I get my result, and you go out there on this journey. Okay, now you go on the journey, what's going to happen is sometimes you're going to go through the process and be like, I was right, I figured it out, I'm at the top. But what typically happens is you go on this journey with your framework, a lot of times it doesn't work at first, right? You try something like, oh, it failed. You try something else, oh, it failed. Okay, and that's okay. This is the framework hypothesis. You can tra- tweak and say, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change this. So eventually it's like, okay, and eventually you get to the top where you have the success and you get the result you want. Okay? So now you've got a process. You've got a, a system that works. I know it works for me. It's worked for me. Um, and so that is the first step here where you become a framework creator. Boom, I have a framework that works. Okay? How many of you guys in this room now have a framework that works for whatever it is you do? Okay? It could be anything from like how to lose weight to how to get a white smile to how to how to make more money, how to start a business, how to, uh, how to invest in, uh, in whatever, how to save money on taxes, right? Every business needs to have a framework, okay? And some of you guys are like, but Russell, this doesn't make sense to me because I don't sell information products. I don't need a framework. This only works for the info people. This only works for authors and speakers. It doesn't work for me because I'm a blah, fill in the blank, right? Well, we understand that all businesses are about one thing and one thing only. Businesses are about how in the world do I get a client a result? That's it. Okay? I'm in business to do this, to get this client, this result. Okay, that's what you have to understand. And there's always a framework or a process to get somebody that result. Okay, so the question you've got to ask yourself is what is the framework that somebody must follow to get a certain result? Okay, and what's interesting is your product's probably just a piece of that framework. It's not the whole thing. Okay, so what is the framework someone must follow if you want to get a certain result? 
Okay, so think about whatever business you are, this is the result the person's coming to you with. They want to get out of pain, they want to grow taller, they want to grow hair, they want, like, whatever, whatever your business is, right, that's the result. What's the process they have to go through to get that result with you? Okay? <laughs> and so, for example, here's ClickFunnels, right? So ClickFunnels, we have a framework. You guys see me talk about frameworks all the time, right? And so we have a framework to help people to grow a company online through funnels. Okay, so that is my framework. And what's interesting about my framework is my, is, is the product, ClickFunnels, the software, is just one step in the framework, right? So I'm like, step number one, you gotta have an idea. Step number two, you gotta create an offer. Step number three, four, and then also like, step five, it's like, now you need ClickFunnels to build the thing, right? If I just came to people like, oh, you need ClickFunnels, this is awesome software, like, why? Like, because it's awesome, it makes, you can move things and drag and drop, it's really easy, like, I don't get it. But if I'm like, what's the result you want? This is the result you want, cool. There's a five-step framework. Step number one, you gotta do this. Step number two, step number three, and now you need the, the software for step number four and step number five. Does that make sense? So my product becomes part of the framework. It is not the framework, okay? So let me show you how this works for a more traditional company, like a dentist, okay? So the dentist, if I was a dentist, I would have a framework for how to get white teeth, okay? You know, there's a whole process, right? And I, I'm not a dentist, so I don't know exactly the process, but they have a framework to get white teeth, right? Someone came to me as a dentist, say, I need white teeth. They okay, cool. First thing you got to do is you got to brush twice a week, or no, not a week. <laughs> oh. Twice a day. Uh, uh, yeah. Step one, brush twice a day. Step number two, you got to, um, you should be using white strips or hydrogen peroxide. Step number three, you got to come to the dentist. My product is like step number three, right? One of the steps is you come to me and we'll do teeth whitening or we'll do a line or whatever the thing is, right? Okay, but I still have a process. If I'm just like, I have a dentist, you should come to me so I can, so I can uh, clean your teeth. Like it's one thing. It's like, well, what's the, what's the result? The result's bigger than that, right? The result's the framework. So here's the framework to get somebody that result. And your product becomes one step in the framework. Does that make sense? Same thing is true like with e-commerce sellers. If you're selling physical products, okay, my product is a framework to get blank, to get what, right? And then inside of there, your product becomes part of it, right? So for example, let's say I was selling, um, let's say I was selling flashlights, um, I might have a, just a flashlight by itself will sell. But if you look at, some of you guys have heard Trey Llewellyn's story a lot of times. Um, he was the first funnel inside ClickFunnels that blew up to astronomical levels. But he shifted, it was a flashlight at first, but we went from like it being a flashlight to being a survival flashlight. I'm going to show you guys how to be, how to, a, a framework for how to have survival, right? It was like, it wasn't just a flashlight. It was like part of a framework of like, I don't know exactly how you use flashlights for survival. He shine in people's eyes and, and blind them so you can kick them in the shins or something. But, um, but it became part of a framework. Okay? So every product, everything is a framework. What's the result you're trying to get somebody? And your product is a lot of times one piece of the framework. Okay? Now, the cool thing about frameworks is you start creating them. Um, we can do frameworks. Like, if I can take a framework. I can teach that framework in three minutes, or I can teach it in 30 minutes, or I can teach it in three hours. Okay? Like, I can sit down right here and say, okay, guys, I'm going to teach you guys the new Traffic Secrets book. And I could do a three-minute presentation and teach you my Traffic Secrets, like the, the core pieces of the, of the Traffic Secrets book, Right? Or I could say, okay, I'm going to do a 30-minute presentation. Let me teach you the core things. I could bulk it up. I could tell more stories. I could add more things to it. Or if I, did three, if I, if I wanted a three-hour presentation, I could do that. Or I could do a three-day event just on Traffic Secrets by itself as well. Okay? And so that's something to kind of think through. And the reason why these frameworks are so important, is, as you'll see here in a second, is we use frameworks in every aspect of the funnel, as you'll see here. Okay? But the first thing I want you guys to understand is that we can create frameworks really, really quickly. So again, this is uh, Tom Bilyeu. Tom and his wife, Lisa, are some of the best framework creators I've ever seen. Um, who follows them on Instagram? Tom or Lisa? Okay. Uh, if not, you guys start following them just so you can see the frameworks and how they do them so often. So I'm going to show you guys a couple of them. So Tom uh, put together a framework called Sleep Habits. 
It's hard to see up here. These are sleep habits. There's six sleep habits to increase your, your sleep, right? So step number one, stop eating three to four hours before bed. Step number two, uh, use blue blockers two to three hours before going to bed. Step number three, go to bed early. Step number four, set your um, intentions. Step, yeah, and there's his, there's his five-step, six-step frame, framework for sleeping better, okay? Here's another one. Um, he created a framework based on a movie. How many of you guys have ever seen a movie before? Like four of you guys? Who has ever seen a movie before? Okay, so Tom watched The Matrix. He's like, I'm going to show you guys the seven lessons I learned from The Matrix. And he showed his framework for um, Matrix. Number one, you can't do it until you believe it. Number two, the world as you perceive it isn't real. And on and on and on. Okay, here's one that he made his, uh, his framework for surviving Thanksgiving dinner. Step number one, minimum 16-hour fast every day. Step number two, okay? And they post these all the time. These are just simple little frameworks. Okay, the reason why I'm showing you guys this right now and I'm talking about the fact that you can create a framework that happens in three minutes versus 30 is because a lot of times I don't want to spend two years building a huge framework. I want to test some stuff out. So on social media, I can post a framework. I can do a podcast posting a framework and see if people care about it, right? I'm going to show you guys my five-step framework for getting more ads, uh, more views on YouTube. Who here wants to see that one? Uh, Okay, I'm not doing that one. Okay, and I post another one. I'm like, who here wants my five-step framework to add 100,000 people to your list in the next two days? Oh, okay, sweet. I'm going to go deeper on that. Right? But I could post something on Instagram, like, here's my five-step system to build a list, and if nobody cares, I don't go deep there. If I post and be like, oh, people are freaking out. This is awesome. Let me go deeper. Okay? If I'm like, let's say I'm a dentist. I'm like, okay, I'm going to post a five-step framework how to get um, coffee stains off your teeth uh, from home. Who here would want that? <laughs> you guys don't believe me? I'm not a... Anyway, but I could post that real quick and be like, oh my gosh, nobody cares. I'm not going to build. Or I post something else and, I, and you start finding out, right? So it's essentially become quick at creating these little frameworks and putting them out there and testing them to see what are the things that causes people to get excited before you go deeper. Okay, if you guys notice, almost every one of my podcast episodes, I think I'm like 600 episodes deep now or more, is me sharing a quick framework. That's it. And sometimes you guys don't tell me anything. <laughs> okay, that one sucked. But guess how I know when I do a good one? You guys message me. I get tons of me like, dude, that was amazing. That was fire, Russell. Like people in the fire emoji. I'm like, oh, okay. And people go crazy. And I'm like, okay, that's, I'm going to go deeper there. Okay. All the stuff I share on stages like this, our own stage, this is a year of testing. And a lot of stuff you guys like don't care about. Other things you guys freak out about. So I'm looking like, what are the frameworks that people are, are, are interested in? I'm going to go deeper those. I'm going to start creating those things. Okay. All right. So understand that frameworks as you can see, are in every step of the funnel. There's frameworks here at the ad level. There's frameworks here on the opt-in level. Okay, there's frameworks uh, where you're selling and frameworks for your upsells. Okay, so I'm gonna show you guys, I'll show you guys um, this in a lot more detail here in a second. I'm gonna show you guys a case study one so you see exactly how they fit. Okay, but just imagine an ad. You see an ad like, who here wants my, my three-step framework for how to add more, blah, 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 blah. Sweet, you click on that, boom, takes the landing page. Awesome. Give me your email address. I'm going to give you my, my five-step framework for how to do whatever. They opt in. Next page, they like, cool. I just emailed you the framework. Uh, there's a, a three-hour video of me teaching this framework in more detail. For 37 bucks, you can have it. Boom. And then we go through like that, okay? So the framework is what drives people and pulls them from page to page to page throughout. Okay, step number three. After you've created these frameworks, you have to give your framework a proprietary name, okay? This way it becomes your own. If you don't do that, then it's just like anybody can rip it off. Like, um, you got to create your own proprietary frameworks, okay? So for example... I'm going to see how well you guys have been paying attention to me for the last five years. Okay, I'm going to draw something. And when you know what this framework is, I want you to shout it out of the top of your lungs. Okay? You guys ready for this? The first one wins a million. Just kidding. You win nothing. <laughs> yeah, everyone shout. Okay. As soon as you know what the framework is, post it out. Okay. Oh, perfect webinar. 
Okay. There's my framework for how to run a webinar. Do you know how many leads I have gotten by giving people for free my, uh, my framework for how to run a webinar? Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of leads. The people have opted in saying, I want to learn how to do a webinar. They give me their email address. I give them the perfect webinar script. Then we have a free plus shipping version and we go through there. And it's become a huge, huge, huge lead generator for us that has somehow, you're like, well, Russell, what does perfect webinar have to do with ClickFunnels? ClickFunnels isn't even in the framework. Oh, but if you have a webinar that works, you need ClickFunnels to host. Oh, oh. Okay, that's test number one. You guys ready for number two? Okay, let's see what framework, if you guys know what framework is next. Okay, you guys ready for this? First one yells it out wins. Value ladder. You guys know my frameworks. Okay, there's the value ladder framework. Okay, here's the next one. This is going to be a little trickier. This one has not been as, as prevalent, but if you were here last year, you should know this one. What's this? What's this? You all failed. Everyone is here last year. Go home. Someone said it. Hook, story, offer. Okay, I've got one more in my pop quiz. Okay, you guys ready for this one? As loud as you can, as soon as you know what it is. All right. Okay, you guys know my frameworks. How many of you guys feel like you could confidently come up and teach any of these frameworks because you've seen them so many times? Yeah. The nice thing about a framework is that People, after they see the framework, they can remember it. They can reteach it. They can, they can share it. They can grow. Like, it's so, so, so powerful having your own frameworks. Um, tonight after dinner, we are doing a story workshop. I'm going to be going deep into my story frameworks. So make sure you guys come back for that because it's going uh, to be really, really fun. I put a lot of work into it. Um, we're going to learn how to tell some stories. Okay, if you look at business, though, like my entire business is just frameworks. How many of you guys read any of these four books? What's that last one? What? Okay, dot-com secrets are all my frameworks for the first 10 years of my business. I put them together in a book. You guys read the book. You're like, these are amazing. I need to buy ClickFunnels now. Okay, expert secrets are my frameworks on how to sell, how to put videos and copy on the pages to convert people as they come through your funnels. Traffic secrets comes out uh, very, very soon, which is the, all the frameworks, how we get traffic into our funnels. And unlock the secrets is a secret that I just keep opening, looping you guys to tease you. And you're like, what is it? I'm not ever going to tell you. But you'll find out someday. So... There's a framework for that about open loops. So there you are. That's frameworks for a company, right? Okay. If you look at this, it's interesting. There, there's, there's frameworks that are embedded inside of frameworks, right? So if you look at expert secrets, and if I needed to do a, a five-second Instagram post or I wanted to make a, a three-minute video about, about uh, the framework of expert secrets, I would go to the table of contents. And section one of the book is how to create a mass movement. Step two is belief through story. Step three is your moral obligation. And step four is, is, the, ex, is the funnels you use. Okay, so there's a framework. It's a four-step framework for how to become an expert. Okay, I could teach that in three minutes. But if you look at this, inside of each framework, each of these sections of the book, there's a whole bunch of things inside of each section of the book. What are they called? Chapters. So if you, if you break it up bigger, chapter one is create your own movement, but then inside of there, there's a framework. There's my, uh, the create your own mass movement. There's five steps. Number one is become the, uh, the charismatic leader. Number two, the future-based cause. Number three, the new opportunity. Number four, opportunity switch. Okay, so there's a framework for how to create a mass movement. Now I could go another step deeper. Like what's the framework for the new opportunity? I have a framework for that as well. Okay, so there's frameworks inside of frameworks inside of frameworks. This is, a, this is what we do as entrepreneurs, as creators, is we're creating frameworks for our people to help get them results. Okay, you guys understand that? Like that's what our goal is. So as we are going on this journey ourselves, we're trying to find our voice and become an expert, we're going through this path where we say, I'm trying to get this result for myself first. I'm going through this growth. I'm trying to get the result. As I'm going through this path, I'm learning. I'm creating my own framework hypothesis. Like, oh my gosh, I got a result. 
I have a framework, I have a, I have a proven system now to get a result, okay? Which is all business really is, is what's the result you're trying to get some? Now I have a proven framework to get anybody this result. Okay, so now you've got a framework, what do you do, go sell stuff now? Yeah! No, not yet. You all failed the test. Just because you have a framework does not mean you should go start selling it or making money from it, okay? Just because it worked for you does not mean it's going to work for everybody. I had a mistake when I first got started in this part of the business where I had these funnels worked in my business and I started trying to use them on other companies and I realized there were intricacies that I didn't understand in my company versus other people's. And it took me a while to respect that enough to say, look, I got to figure out how does this work? Like, what are the changes make it work in a gym versus a dentist versus someone selling physical products? Like, you have to figure out those changes and intricacies. So next step is not for you to go start selling them. The next phase here is for you to start uh, working for free and serving your future dream clients, Okay. You know that the frameworks work for you, it got you the result, and I gotta find out if it's gonna work for other people as well. This is where you will learn the intricacies of your art, okay? So when I got started in this business, in the coaching side of this business, uh, what I didn't do is set up a website or set up a funnel and be like, hey, I'm Russell Brunson, I'm really cool. One time I made a bunch of money, you guys should sign up for my coaching program. Because for two reasons, number one, you sound like a jerk. And number two, I, like, just because I made money doesn't mean I'm gonna help anybody else make money. So the next phase for me is like, well, I'm going to go work for free to see if what, I'm, what I think is right, this hypothesis I have worked for me, I'm going to see if it works for other people. Okay, so what I did, uh, this is right before we, the whole ClickFunnels journey took off, I met this guy named Drew Cannoli. How many of you guys know Drew Cannoli in here? Okay. Yeah, Fit Life TV, they own Organifi. And uh, I met Drew, and at the time, they were uh, kind of struggling in their business a little bit. And uh, it's kind of a crazy, <laughs> uh, I had a, I, we had a friend in, in Mutual and, uh, and I was going through this juicing phase in my life where I just wanted to juice everything. And Drew's like the juicing guy. So I was like, uh, my wife and I and kids were going to Legoland and Drew lives in San Diego. So I was like, hey, can you introduce me to, Ju- to Drew? I'd love to, I'd love to meet him when I'm, when I'm out there. And so uh, our, our co-friend kind of connected us together. And like two days later, uh, I jumped in an Uber, my very first Uber ride ever. I drove to Drew's house. We sat down and it was this awkward moment where like, we haven't ever talked before. We got kind of introduced by this other third person. Like, it's going to be weird. I remember knocking on his door. He opened it up. I'm like, hey, do we hug or just like, you know, like the weird internet hi, like, hi, I've seen your face a lot. Um, and so he let me in and we walk in and we, and we walk into his room. And I remember uh, in his front room, I sat down and on the table was one of my first uh, things we said. It was called 108 Split Test. Have you guys read the 108 Split Test book? It was sitting there. I was like, oh, dude, you got my book. And he's like, not only do I have your book, the creepiest thing just happened. He's like, I bought your book like two days ago. It showed up. I'm sitting here reading through all your split tests. And in my head, I'm thinking, man, wouldn't it be cool if Russell Brunson could actually come here and just do these tests for us? Because I don't know how we're even going to do these. And then like an hour later, Carl calls me and says, hey, this guy named Russell Brunson wants to meet you. He's coming to your house. And now you're sitting here in my living room. I was like, that is the weirdest, creepiest thing ever. Um, so I went there, hang out with Drew and, and, his, uh, and, and get to know him a little bit. And um, this is one of the first products that, that they were selling at the time. And I felt I could tell that like, I could tell they were kind of struggling. And I was like, hey, um, uh, I'm, I'm writing this book. It's called Dotcom Secrets. It's not out yet, but I'm kind of writing this book. and working on this thing. And like, um, I would love to come out and just like um, help you guys out. He's like, well, what would it cost? I'm like, well, I'll just do it for free. He's like, why would you do that? I'm like, uh, I don't know, because I have no idea if it's going to work or not. Like, I don't want to charge you. It worked for me. I think it'll work for you, but I don't, I'm not really sure. And like, I would love just, and I love what you're doing. I love your mission. Can I come help you for free? And we kind of went back and forth. He's like, he's like, well, what's in it for you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sure if something awesome happens, it'll be great. But I'm just, I just want to come in and just work for free. So finally, he agreed to. I flew out there, got him and his team in a, in a little conference room. Uh, we didn't have whiteboards, so I had writing uh, on the windows because I can't write or can't teach without doodling. We wrote on windows, built a whole bunch of stuff out. 
Um, about this time, they were working on a green drink. We helped them to kind of figure out the funnel for that to launch it. And um, when, this, uh, when this got done, they launched uh, Organifi a little shortly afterwards and completely transformed their company. They went from a struggling company to, um, I, I'm not at liberty to share their, their numbers, but they are in the high eight figures, um, killing it right now with, uh, with Organifi. So after doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, this stuff does work for other people. And then after that, Drew went and made a video telling the story. And like, hey, Russell came to us. We were struggling. He gave us his frameworks, gave us his funnels. We launched it. This is what happened. I took that, I took that video. I put it up on a page and said, hey, Drew thinks I'm awesome. If you want to work for me like Drew did, apply down below. And that's how I created my inner circle program that we filled up with 100 people um, off the backs initially of, of this video. Okay? So that's the key, you guys. After the framework, after it works for yourself, now you go out and you work for free for other people to find out if what you're doing, what you're creating, if it's going to work for other people as well. This is the step, by the way, that most people miss. They create a framework and they try to start selling it. And they go, oh, my funnel's not working. It's like, because it, there's no social proof. There's no, like, I don't know if this is actually going to work for me. It worked for you, sure, but what is going to work for me? Like, I'm in a different business. I do something completely separate. Like, it's work for me as well. Okay, so go out there and work for free to prove that what you're doing actually works. Okay? Now, that moves us now to step number five. And this is where you become an expert, where you start finding your voice. Okay? Um, I'm a huge believer that your results are your qualifications. Okay? This is how you qualify yourself. Um, as you guys heard earlier, I got a C in my marketing class. So I have no marketing degree, um, yet we arguably run one of the biggest marketing training companies on planet Earth. Um, okay? Our results are our qualification. And you guys are the same thing. You have to understand that. After you've proven for yourself, you've proven for other people, like that's your qualifications to go out there and start creating and sharing. Okay, so tomorrow I'm going to be talking deeper on value ladder stuff. Um, but I just want to share, for those who don't understand the value ladder in this concept right now, I want to share that, that each step in the value ladder, there are... There are frameworks, okay? There's frameworks at the bottom of the value ladder as you start moving up. If you look at the transition point, usually when you're moving up the value ladder, providing more value and charging more money, at the, at the lower tier, it's like people are doing the framework themselves. You give them a framework, they opt in, they get downloaded, they're on their own, they get it themselves, right? As they move up the value ladder, it's like, hey, if you pay me something, I'll do it for you. I'll do it, excuse me, I'll do it with you, okay? And you move up the value higher, so I'll do it for you, and then even higher, some kind of combination of, of, of both, okay? So let me show you guys a framework in action. How many of you guys want to see this whole process in action, an actual funnel that's killing it right now inside of ClickFunnels? Okay. All right. So I'm going to show you guys Peng Joon's funnel. Hopefully Peng Joon is uh, okay with this. He made me uh, do a cameo for his infomercial or for his, uh, his, new, uh, his new music video last night. So I feel like he owes me. So I'm going to show his funnel. Um, we're funnel hacking. I bought it like 400 times for you guys. So he made a lot of money on this already. But I want to show you guys behind the scenes of how Payne perfectly used this framework in action. How many of you guys were in Funnel Hacking Live two years ago when he, uh, or three years ago when he gave his presentation on this content machine? Okay. So he came and did a presentation for 30 minutes and that presentation became the whole foundation. That framework he taught at Funnel Hacking Live in 30 minutes became the framework for this entire funnel that I'm going to show you guys. But it could, and... Peng's kind of like me, and he's got ADD, and he has like 500 things happening. But if he wanted to, this and this alone could be his entire business, okay? All based on one framework. Okay, so I'm going to show you how this works. So this is the very beginning uh, of the framework. The framework starts as an ad. And if you zoom in here, make it a little bigger so I can see it here. If you read his ad, it says, um, who here wants me to reveal my nine-step system for telling them blah, 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 blah. Okay, so this is his framework. This is his nine-step system. Okay, this is the ad he runs on Facebook. Okay, so that's the first step here. So the first, he's got an ad on the framework. Come here to get my nine-step system, right? Someone reads the ad. They say, oh, that framework looks awesome. I want to get the result he's promised me by following this framework. So they click on the ad and then takes him to step number two here, which is uh, the special offer. Okay, so paying special offer is a do-it-yourself. It's a book. 
okay? Which is literally the transcripts of his presentation here at Funnel Hacking Live with pictures of the slides. It's pretty amazing, okay? So this is like a free plus shipping. Buy this book. You can do it yourself. You can go read the thing, and then you're off on your own. You can do it yourself, okay? It's free. Just pay shipping and handling. The bottom tier of the value ladder, right? Okay, huge percentage, huge percentage of people that click on the ad land on this page are like, sweet, this book looks awesome. I want the framework. They order it. He ships out the framework, and they get the framework in their hands. Do it yourself, okay? So there's step number two there in, in, in the process, Okay? Now, after somebody buys that, now Peng immediately starts moving them up the value ladder within the same framework. Okay? So now he moves to upsell number one. So his first upsell is like, cool, you just got the book. I'm shipping it out to you. You're going to be able to read it and learn how to do it yourself. But how would you like to do it with me? I actually created a whole entire video course that's way bigger than what's inside the book. We can sit here and we can go for the next six weeks and you can do it with me. I'll train you. You listen. You go and implement it. We go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Okay, is it done for you thing? So the upsell is the same framework, but it shifted from, um, from do it uh, do it yourself, so I'm going to do it with you. Okay, and this is the first upsell. I think he sells this for 297 bucks, I believe. Okay, then, so that's upsell number one. Now he moves to upsell number two, which, by the way, is the same framework. He's just moving it up the value ladder. So the next, uh, so upsell number two now, is he said, okay, you bought, the, you bought the book. How would you like for my team to just do it for you? Okay, we could create all the ads and the banners and the, the, all the content things you need. And every single month, we're going to ship you out, uh, or excuse me, every month we'll, we'll um, give you a whole bunch of things you can download and we'll do this whole process for you. You just plug your videos in and you've got it all done for you. Okay, and this one is, what's he charged for it? It's uh, $897 a year or 97 bucks a month. Okay, and so he's taking that same framework. Framework didn't shift, right? It's still the framework for how to get more people uh, on video, but he shifted how it was fulfilled. Now it's done for you. I'll just do it for you. And he charges almost a thousand bucks for that. Okay, so that's upsell number two. And then on the thank you page, he has a webinar where you come and you register for the webinar and the webinar is a combination where he sells a $3,000 version where they, they do even more for you and it's a, a, a combination of doing done for you, done with you, a bunch of other things like that. And that moves it through, okay? But that's one framework that Payne created, okay? This framework, this funnel does really, really well. And if he, but I want you to understand, like if this was, if this was his only business, it could be, right? This alone is a two comic club business by itself if he just focused on that alone. Okay, from one framework. How many of you guys think you could develop a framework to show people how to get the result in whatever businesses that you actually do? Okay, it's not that difficult. So it's understanding that that's, these frameworks, that's what they are. Okay, most of the offers we're creating are based on some type of framework. So we have to become really, 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 really good at creating frameworks. I want you to pause for a second and look back in time of everything you've experienced with me before you got here today. Okay, the reason why you're in this room is because somewhere along the line you saw a framework. You clicked on it. And somewhere along the line, you opt in for a framework. Some of you bought a framework, and then you went through the thing, and like, you guys are here today. This entire event is a framework, okay? I'm a framework to help you guys to get into the Two Comma Club. Like, that's the whole goal of this event, right? How do we train people, educate them, to get them into the, to a spot where they can get the award on stage with us in two days from now, right? That's the whole framework that we, we build this whole event around. People ask me every single year, Russell, uh, I want to speak in front of Like Alive. I want to speak in front of Like Alive. I'm like, you don't understand. I don't pick speakers. I build a framework, and I find out who's the best speaker for each step of the framework, okay? That's how we orchestrate this entire event. Okay, you will notice as you go through, every single speaker who gets on the stage will have a framework for something, okay? They all have received some kind of result, and they're going to give you their framework for that result. Here's what you do. Step one, step two, step three, step four. So when you guys looking at through all these presentations through that lens, like, what's the framework? What's the framework we get? I have the process. I have it now. I can go back and I can implement it. That's one lens. But the other thing I want you guys thinking through is, like, as you start seeing this and see how I teach my frameworks, how other people teach their frameworks, is understanding, like, this is the business that we're in, Okay? I don't care if you're a dentist, a chiropractor, a supplement seller, a physical product, selling info, coaching, consulting, whatever it is, like this, if you can understand how to package things into frameworks, 
Now you've got sexy ads. Now you've got amazing opt-ins. Now you've got all the things you need to generate leads to get people coming into your world. You have a proprietary thing that's unique to you versus everybody else, okay? Especially if you're selling a commodity. Especially if you're a local business where there's 500 other people doing exactly what you do in your hometown. If you start developing your own frameworks, your own proprietary process that's different, now you've got an advantage over everybody else, okay? So this is the, uh, this is the process of going um, from growth to contribution. We go from the dreamer to the reporter, to the framework creator, to the servant, to our expert and our guide. And so that's the framework about how to find your voice. You guys like that? Okay. All right. Now we're going to move to the next framework, which is my framework for teaching frameworks. You guys get that? Okay, I'm going to teach you my framework for how to teach frameworks. Um, and uh, this is one that's, that I, I'm really excited about sharing with you guys. Um, this is one that took me a long time to figure out um, how to do this. And it wasn't something that was like, like somebody taught me. It was like tons of time like this on stages where like, I have an idea. I have something big I want to share with people. And I try to share it and like it hits and it kind of falls dead. And I'm like, ah, oh, that didn't work. Right? And so um, doing this for a long time, this is kind of the framework I developed. And so I'm excited to share it with you guys. Okay. First thing to understand, uh, I learned this from Brendan Bouchard who spoke at last year's Fun Liking Live. Um, uh, in fact, I was, I was at an event with him. It was a, it was a small mastermind group. And we we're all sitting there and uh, the person hosting it was like, hey, Brendan, you want to show everybody your seven-day launch funnel? Which you, you guys, how many of you guys watched that last year at Funnel Hacking Live? It was amazing, right? And he's like, oh, sure, uh, give, me, give me like 10 seconds, I'll be ready. He jumps up, gets a whiteboard, he's like, okay, uh, and he draws like four or five squares and circles, angles, he's like, okay, boom. He's like, this is my framework for the seven-day launch funnel. And he said something, uh, oh, and then he started teaching. He's like, okay, first step of the framework, he's taught that. Second step, and then people ask him questions and he get derailed, and he come back and keep going. And someone else asks him a question, he gets derailed, and someone says, I'm so sorry, I keep asking you questions. He said, no, don't worry about it. So you have to understand the framework is your savior. It's the thing that saves you as you, get, as you drift off your teaching. It's like, where do I go from here? Oh, back to the framework. Right? The framework keeps you in line and makes sure that what you're saying follows a process that other people can follow as well. Okay? So it's important to have these frameworks as you're teaching, as you're sharing, as you're giving, because everything you're doing, from the, again, from the ads to the videos, are all following a framework. Okay? All right, so the first phase in the framework. Okay, the first phase um, where you're telling a framework is you have to explain the story about how you learned or you earned that thing. Yes, that's a picture of me with the black eye. This is Nate Plone. He's the guy that made a potato gun DVD with me. We were wrestling in practice one day, and I took a shot, and I shot with my head down, which is not good, and I was punished. My eye hit his knee, swole my eye shut for a week, about 100 stitches there, and it was a really cool thing. So I just wanted to put that picture there because it's amazing. So, uh, okay, so the first step when we're teaching a framework is you have to tell the story about how you learned or you earned it, Okay. Um, I learned this the hard way. A lot of times um, when I was learning this, when I was, when I was first kind of developing these ideas, I would come and I would spend insane amounts of hours and time in my life like testing out a concept and figuring out and like figuring out how a funnel works. And I come to an event like this, I'm so excited to share it. I'm like, hey guys, this is how it works. I share how it works. And everyone's sitting there like, uh, okay. I'm like, what? Like, do you not get it? Like, let me explain again. I show the process. Like, yeah, no, we, we heard the process. Like, that's, that's good. Thank you. I'm like, no, like, do you, do you understand like, what I had to go through to get this? And they're like, no, I don't understand. And I felt like if you, ever read, if you guys read the, um, the New Testament when Christ talks about not throwing your pearls before swine, like I felt like that. I was like, I spent so much time learning and figuring out this thing and I gave it to you and you're like, oh, cool. But do you not understand what I went through to learn that or to earn it? And so I remember uh, at one event in particular, I was sharing something three or four times. I got so mad, so frustrated that nobody was getting what I was trying to share with them. I said, look, let me explain to you exactly what I had to go through to get this. I said, I went this, and I told this whole horrible story about the time and the effort and the stress and, the, and how much money I put into it to learn this thing. 
And I said, oh, do you guys get that? And then I went and I shared the thing again, and people were like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. I was like, interesting, I taught the exact same thing. The only difference is that here I put them through a pre-frame where I explained how I learned or I earned it. The story provided value to the framework. If I just give you a framework, you're like, oh, thanks. Like if I just hand you the perfect webinar, I'm like, this is the perfect webinar framework. You should go do a webinar on this. You're like, okay, thanks. But if I talked about how I spent 10 years on stages like this, Okay? doing pitches where nobody ran the back of the room. I got embarrassed time after time after time, going on the road, spending my own money, spending my own way, and um, sitting in the back room watching speaker after speaker, taking notes on what they did and how they did it, how they spoke, where they moved, what they did. And, like, and I studied that. I spent 10 years of my life, and based on that, I built a framework that anybody can follow. All of a sudden, you're like, oh my gosh, like I need that framework. Okay, if the first step when you're teaching any framework is you have to tell the story about how you learned or you earned it. If not, the audience will not value it. That's number one, okay? So without the story, nobody will buy into the strategy. Okay, so phase number two, now I'm going to move into the strategy. But without the story, nobody will care about the strategy. Okay, now phase number two. This is where I teach the strategy. Okay, and people get confused sometimes between strategy and tactic. Strategy is like the overarching view. Like if I'm in front of a whiteboard, I'm like, here's the step one, two, three. Like that's the strategy, right? Okay, and people have to understand the strategy because they don't understand the strategy. They're not going to pay attention when you get to the tactics. Okay, so if I was going to go to war, if I just come into to, uh, to, uh, a big, uh, you know, into my, my army, I'm like, hey, um, I need you guys to go over here, start killing people, you guys go over here, we're going to attack everyone, like, I want you to go this way and this way, and they're like, why? I'm like, just do it, like, this, like just trust me, go. And they're like, I don't think you know what you're talking about, right? Because I just gave them the tactics, like, here's the tactic, we're going to do it. If I come and say, kids, this is the strategy, this is the game plan, let me explain it. I explain the whole game plan, they're like, oh my gosh, that is brilliant. Now, anything I tell them, tactically, they're going to do, because they understand where they're going. Does that make sense? Okay, so after I tell them how they learned or I earned it, then I transition now to the strategy. Here's, here's is exactly what you need to do. And I walk through the process. Okay, a lot of times my strategies are like, here's five steps. Here's my doodle. Here's the, the step-by-step process. They see from a high-level view, they see the strategy. Okay, now if they buy into the strategy, I think it's my next slide. Yeah, because without the strategy, no one's going to buy into the tactics. Okay, so I tell the story to provide value of the strategy. Then I tell the, the strategy, they buy into that. Now it's like, now I can get into the tactics. Okay, so if, you, if I go back one slide... If the strategy is what I would put on a whiteboard, then the tactics are what I would put in a Trello board, okay? All right, here's all the steps. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Here's all the process. Here's all the things you got to do to get that step of the, of the strategy done. Here's all the tactics, okay? So I share the tactics next, okay? That's all the to-dos, all the things, all the pieces they got to do to achieve that thing, okay? And then the last phase, we share a case study. Because without a case study, they may believe that thing is possible for, for you, but they're not going to leave as possible for them. So in phase number four, then we give social proof and we share the strategy, okay? So here is the actual strategy, or excuse me, this is the, the case study of other people applying this framework, okay? So let me go backwards to my slides because I want to show you guys the, the overarching one again. Oops, too far, okay? So this is how I teach my frameworks, okay? Again, number one, I turn to the story about how I learned or I earned it. Number two, the strategy about what it is. Number three, the tactics about how. And then number four, the social proof examples. Okay, and that's how I teach all of my frameworks, okay? All right, I got one other thing I want to share with you guys. Now I want to show you guys my framework for selling frameworks. Okay, it's very similar, but it's different. Okay, when I'm teaching a framework, I teach all those things. When I'm selling, it's different. When I'm selling, number one, I still tell about how I learned or I earned it. Number two, I still teach this strategy, but I don't teach the tactics, and I show the case studies. Okay, what somebody typically is buying from you is the tactical it's here's the process. Here's what it is. Okay, so if I'm selling something, I don't teach, I don't do number three. I do number one, two, and number four. Okay, so let me show you an example of this. So, um, how many of you guys have seen my Funnel Hacks presentation? 
It's the presentation that built ClickFunnels. If you haven't seen it yet, that's shocking to me because I did that webinar live over 100 times and it's been on AutoWebinar for four years now and it's sold $100 million plus of ClickFunnels. So if you haven't seen it yet, you should at least watch it because it's really good. I put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> um, but if you look at this, like watch how my slides mimic this process, okay? So number one, I tell the story about how I learned or I earned secret number one, right? So I talk about Tony Robbins taught me how, uh, if you want to achieve success, you got to do this. And then I talk about the pioneers. I talk about Porter Stansberry. I tell the story about how I learned to earn this tactic, right? Then I switch over to the, to the strategy. Okay, here's the strategy. Step number one. I'm going to share my framework for how I funnel hack. Step number one, you got to funnel hack someone successful. Step number two, you got to buy the product. Step number three, the success of blueprint. Step number four, building click funnels. Oh, and by the way, my product eventually actually step number four. But I still have a framework for success for them, right? Then I skip number three. Okay, because number three would be like, okay, let me show you a 50-step, six-step tutorial about how to actually build your funnel and click funnels. Let me show you, you know what I think? I skip that, and I go directly to the social proof. Here's Organifi, here's what we do with their funnel, boom. Okay, and that's how I taught that section of the framework. Then I move on to secret number two in my, in my framework, okay? Same thing, I start right here with, um, with how I learned or I earned it. Back in the past, what we had to do, we'd have programmers and designers and analytics people, and it was super hard. I had the tech guy and the this and the this and this, but then we figured out a new way, a better way. Let me show you the strategy. Then I do my demo click funnels, and the demo click funnel shows the strategy. Step one, I pick a template. Step two, I pick the funnel type. Step three, I walk through the, the, the framework for how I build a funnel inside of click funnels, right? Then from there, I skip number three, and then I go into number four, which is here's the case study. Boom, 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 whole bunch of case studies. Okay? All right, same thing now, secret number three, same thing. Okay, number one, I tell how I learned or I earned it. Okay, Google slapped me again. Here's the framework. Step number one. I figure out uh, where other people get the traffic from. Step number two, I go to similar web. Step number three, I look at this. Step number four, I go boom, 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 boom. I go through the whole, the whole framework of how I get traffic. And then from there, I end with a case study of how it actually happened. Okay? Do you see how that works? So when I'm, when I'm selling through a framework, I teach number one, how we learned it, we earned it. Number two, I teach a strategy. Number three, I, t I show the social proof. Does that give any guys any ahas? Okay. Um, I'm dropping some things now. We're going to, throughout this week, I'm going to be sharing other frameworks. We're going to talk about the story selling framework tonight uh, after dinner, which is going to be going deeper into like the story parts of stuff and how we, how we craft the stories and we orchestrate them, all those kind of things. Um, it's going to be really cool. But what I wanted to kind of uh, close this down with is this week, you guys, I want you to understand that um, I'm going to be showing you guys a lot of frameworks. In fact, some of my presentations are like 10 minutes long. I come down and I'm like, hey, I got to show you guys a quick framework. I'm going to go for 10 minutes on a framework. And I'm bouncing back out again, and the next speaker will be out. Okay, every one of our speakers is going to be showing their framework for success. Okay? When you guys see the framework, understand it, start mastering these frameworks as you're doing that, okay? So master the frameworks you're going to be giving during Funnel Hacking Live. And then number two is as you're thinking through it, start designing. What are the frameworks for your business? Okay, come back to this. Like, what is the result that my dream customer is paying me for? And I don't care what business you're in, they're all paying you for a result. It's the only reason why people buy stuff. They want a result. What is the result? And start thinking, what's my framework? What could it be? I got to figure out a name for it. I got to figure out, like, what am I going to title? What's step one, step two, step three? What's my hypothesis? I got to create, like, this is what I think is right. And then I got to go back home. I got to be a human guinea pig and test it on myself, see if I can get it to work for me. And if it does work for me, then I got to go and find other people, make sure it works for them. And when I have this framework, oh my gosh, this becomes my ads and my opt-ins and my, and my thing. And I can sell all sorts of things around that, okay? But that's what I really want you guys to understand, is this lens of frameworks we're going to be talking about. We're going to be doing so many things throughout this weekend about it. I want you guys understanding that and getting excited about developing your own frameworks. Um, and hopefully you start looking backwards in time about like, oh my gosh, here's all the different frameworks that I've seen Russell use on me. Um, I doodle four of them. And you guys will pick out the name of them just by seeing my doodles. Like that's the power of what we're doing. Creating things that your customers remember over and over and over again. Okay, any of you guys right now who've gone through the perfect webinar framework training, if you get on a webinar, you're stuck like, what do I do? What do I do? You look at the doodle, you're like, oh, I know exactly what to do. 
right? It gives you the ability to serve your customers at a higher level than you could by any other thing, any other way um, when you start creating your own frameworks, okay? And so um, that's what I got for this intro session, you guys. I'm excited for the next four days. I'm going to be on stage, I think, three more times today. We've got a lot more to cover, a lot more things to do. With that said, I'm going to bring Devon back out to set up the next speaker. Thank you guys so much.